Wordcast episode 157. Go! That's a prime number. Is it? Yeah. Really? I believe so. Interesting. Will's really good with numbers. Do you have that memorized true. or you just like Well, it just, in my, when, he, when he said it was episode 157, I was like, that number sounds real cool. So that so means just, it's a prime number? She so looked it up? I looked up, I thought maybe 13 went into it 12 times. Uh-huh. No. No? Well, I mean, I mean that would make with sense. With a seven yeah. at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's almost 13. It's 13.0 something. I mean, 12.0 something. Well, this episode would have been a third guest recording this weekend, Whoa. but it's not, and it also would have been the weekend we recorded Best Games Played, Oh man! but it's not, because True. Alex got sick. Alex is a sickly Ooh. man. He got so sick, <laughs> um, but we There's wish him a speedy going reco- recovery, and um, we're going to have to reschedule <laughs> Best Games Played and figure that out. It's probably going to go near the end of the month, Will, if you can... Hey, does that mean that I get another game if I mention a game in this? Sure, why not? We'll, oh, we'll, yeah, because we'll, we'll I got it. one, buddy. Oh, all right, well, <laughs> keep a lid on it for Woo. now, because I got to introduce people, because I'm Dylan Lavento, and that previously was the voice of Will Blanton. And now it's the voice of Liam Blanton. Whoa. <laughs> Are you like Will's son sent from the future to just, war- warn us all about catastrophic climate change and then we'll continue to not do anything about it? Yeah. Cool. That was well, Heroes, right? You're huh? talking about Heroes? I'm just kidding. Oh. Or DBZ, whatever. <laughs> I'm in a DBZ headspace now with all systems Goku. It's just, it's all I think about. Oh, wow. Okay. It's, it's really wild to me how deep into DBZ you are. I mean, it's not super deep. Like, there's still like a little hands off, but I, I appreciate it now. Uh, we're also joined by Justin Mitchell. You are. Owner and proprietor of the Food Minute. How are you doing, Justin? I'm doing all right. <laughs> having having a good uh, fall, a good autumn? Uh, well, all like three days of it so far. More like 50 minutes, but yeah. How many True. pumpkin spice things have you ingested so far? That's not a number that I can produce for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> because it's too high or too low? It's, it's very high. Uh, it starts and he's just like no like spice water (laughs) (laughs) you should put a little cinnamon a little cardamom in there and you're good to go well you need need the ginger and the clove oh okay all right Um, i don't know what's in pumpkin spice (laughs) do i look like a guy that consumes much pumpkin spice anything you don't okay well you kind of do yeah (laughs) without knowing any of us really yeah call me a hipster is that that what's happening here i don't think it's a hipster thing we're both wearing plaid. Yeah. Okay. It's a plaid thing. Vis a vis, it's a hipster thing. Also joining us, Robbie. Oh, shit. I meant to ask you to double check how you pronounce your last name. I'm going to say Czek. Hey, you got it right. So, thank there God. You go. oh, it's one of my greatest shames <laughs> <laughs> mispronouncing friends' last names. That's all right. Oh, how you doing, Robbie? Doing good. Doing awesome. good. Yeah, Alex couldn't make it. Um, so, I had to scramble. To get some awesome people on. Fortunately, we did it. And then also Will. Yay! <laughs> um, but yeah, we the 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 schedule only got a little a little wonky. Um basically we're just shifting guest recordings back a week, but everything else should be basically the same. 
Um, but yeah, this is actually good for us because there's a shit ton of news and other topics and things people have been playing uh, that would have got slotted into like the first week of November and we had to have played a bunch of catch up, but now we can talk about it now. But uh, let's start at the top of the episode. Will, you said you have a game. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about it. So, I, I you know, I'm, I'm way into the Switch. We, we were talking a little bit about the Switch before. It's just such a great console. And uh, I went on there, payday, like, let's see what's on sale, man. Let's get let's some do it. Let's do it deals, to it. dealios yeah. going. Yeah. And I bought Thumper on the Switch. Oh, man. <laughs> What and is what is Thumper? What the oh. sci-fi oh, one? Thumper is an ultra-violent rhythm game. It's oh. called. It's. Oh. Uh, I believe the genre they self-assign is rhythm violence. Yeah, <laughs> and like so. So the cool thing is, it's not like bloody or gory or anything. It's just like very, very. Uh, ooh, there's some speed and there's some yeah. good. Yeah. What well, does it, up it, use, it uses like some metal like? music in it i've never listened i've never it's not like, really metal it's just very very like like intense, intense. The game lots visceral. of impacts yeah, okay. yeah. the it's, game the game gets your heart racing so it's so it's high sensory yeah it's yeah. uh i mean you would kind of describe it as like it's this metal beetle on a rail right and the the rhythm mechanics are that you're like kind of grinding and drifting on this rail with the music is yeah, that correct I mean, there's some really basic it hits you up with some very basic rules where like when this thing happens, you press A. When this wall comes at you, you grind against it. I mean, like, the, it, and it's like super simple, but it just comes at you so quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like, I was surprised because I kind of thought, like, when Thumper was coming out, I was just like, this is the only excuse, like, uh, that I would have to get VR going. Because. I yeah. feel like this is the game that's meant to be played in VR. Have you played Beat Saber? No. Beat Saber's pretty fun. I mean, uh, it's of the same ilk of like Audio Shield and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, it looks pretty good. It's Beat it's, Saber does. it's it's fun. You can get really into it in a dangerous way, the way you could like really get into like Wii Tennis <laughs> and like accidentally put a controller through a TV. Oh, okay. okay. Why you I was like, straps. I don't know what he's really going for with this. <laughs> no, it's like you can like kind of lose tracks to Wii Tennis. <laughs> yeah. Like because you've murdered them? No, just <laughs> because you put a, a Wii remote through their <laughs> eye socket. Ricocheted back and yeah. <laughs> just snap their neck. <laughs> but you like it? Oh, man. It's so amazing. Uh, it's I, really and i'm playing it handheld oh no and it's just amazing to me because like i'm playing it and i got it and i was just like i just really want to play thumper i already have it on pc but like but that, my but pc that, is just a piece of junk the, that that i just hate <laughs> that platform's like, dead there's like real anxiety <laughs> when i open a newer game on my pc just like Ugh, I don't yeah. know if this is gonna work. Your PC starts smoking. So, right. Yeah. You don't you don't have that issue with a console. Right, right. Well, you shouldn't have that issue with a console. <laughs> yeah, Unless I won't. So uh I was just like, you know, I'm so psyched. I'll have it on a console. I can play it, I'll know it'll run well. Um but I was kinda like, man, I'm sorta disappointed because it's either gonna be on our TV, which isn't like an amazing TV, or it's gonna be on this handheld screen, which is like it's a nice screen, but it's tiny. And this is just like such a visceral, full body experience mm-hmm. that I was just like, well, whatever, but I'll get to play it. Right. So I'm just sitting there doing my number two <laughs> of the <laughs> evening, I believe. Okay. Evening uh, two. Evening, evening two. two. 
and I'm playing this game and it's like on this tiny screen, these shitty speakers, yet my brain is just like everything is thumper. All of life is thumper. <laughs> and like I come out of it and my legs are numb and my <laughs> That might have been the I fell to the ground, gashed yeah. my head open yeah. on the porcelain. Your, your evening two accidentally turned into a morning two. Right. And it's just like the whole bathroom is just like coming at me full speed and thumper style. It's it's a remarkable game. How many times have you played it? I have to ask this for this is a Will Blanton kind of test. How's how how long has Ooh. Will Blanton played this game, and how many times has he had separate play sessions? I've I've probably, that's a very so good point. I've played it twice. Okay, all right, <laughs> okay. all right. Uh, and I've played it for probably about an hour and a half. Okay, and then I've also Curtis came over and he played, and it's really fun watching somebody else play because like you're outside of it at that point, and you're just like sort of rooting for him, but you look over and you see him just like their mind is gone there's no campaign or like are there music tracks like how how is like the the yeah, so single player progression set up it's broken up into different stages and every stage has like about like a dozen or so little portions of it okay and so it basically kind of works like a checkpoint so like if you miss your shit and you die but you didn't fortunately yeah. <laughs> well, that's why I, I sit when I shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Learned that lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Used to perch, but oh my God. that wasn't working. Uh, but yeah, so like when you die, you just go back to whatever like checkpoint you're at. And it's kind of starts usually, generally like the music. I mean, it's so like chunky and oh, thick music that like... In my mind, it's yeah. just more Party of an experience. That, you know, it's not like ditties you'll remember. It's just like rising tones and harsh beats and Is it stuff. Like thick with two C's. Oh yeah, <laughs> three or four. <laughs> That's cool. That's I. I didn't think about that game before, and I haven't played it, but I've heard people rave mm. about it. And but it does it does feel like a, a Will Blanton experience. Oh my goodness, I'll it's have just to go. gorgeous. It I'll have to go watch some videos. Um, it is available in VR, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a VR. It it's VR and then regular platforms. And, and you stuff. know, like it's really crazy because when you're playing it, you're so hyper focused that all the things that are going on around you, like this track, like kind of unfolds before you. And then sometimes there's this like monster being at the end of the track that's like undulating, and it's just like this crazy visual experience. That while you're in it, you're just like, this is as real as anything this is real as real can be and like when i'm watching curtis play i'm looking at him kind of like these graphics are like kind of like bobo bobo <laughs> yeah like i mean they're just kind of like <laughs> what not, does that mean i mean you you'd look think, at it, I, I think it's a pejorative if, if you, i'm interpreting yeah, if you, the context if correctly you see, if you see a picture or like some video of it you can sort of like analyze it and be like okay this isn't like not incredible graphics you know which like I don't really care about, but it was it was really interesting to me how like when I'm in it, I'm just fully accepting of it. And well, it's I just mean, my reality. Also, like I'm sure the Switch version is right hamstrung graphically yeah. just a little bit. Exactly. Like the same thing with the Rocket League version, yeah. but it doesn't bother me. I'm like whatever. Like I don't care how muddy these textures are. Like that's yeah. not what I'm here for. Um, but uh, I ask. I only put the uh, the st- the 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 qualifier on how much of this game have you played? Cause if you are legitimately concerning putting it on your game of the year list, it's fine. I'm Put pro- whatever you want yeah, on yeah. your list, but I want, I need to make sure your heart's in it. 
I'm probably going to be playing more between now and the recording. So. At least another half hour. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> At least. <laughs> um. So yeah. Speaking. Speaking of. Uh, like relevant modernish games. I've actually played a whole bunch of stuff this year that uh-huh. came out in the last year or two, which is uncommon for me. Really. Yeah. Um so I, I J, find, the the JRPG maestro. Yeah. Playing <laughs> Most non-JRPGs. of the games that I play are like 16-bit. Um but uh yeah, I played through all of Breath of the Wild finally, like uh-huh, a year uh-huh. after welcome, it came out. Welcome. Yeah. I haven't beaten Ganon, so I don't know what I'm oh, saying. I liked the Ganon fight, but I did not. That was a bad fight. Really? I even beat all the Divine Beasts, and I was like, this fight is still fucking bullshit. Did you fight uh-huh. Thunderblight Ganon? Is that one of the divine? Is that the yeah. air divine beast? Yeah, it's he, the first one I fought. You you did the Gerudo first. No, I did the 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 flying one first. Oh, that's not Thunderblight. That's uh, Windblight. Windblight is like, like oh oh super the Gerudo easy. one. So the camel one. Yes, yeah. I did. I I did that one. Okay, Thunderblight is like easily the hardest boss in the game. I think I did, in you, my opinion. Oh, it is. It's, it's actually so hard. It's the same amount of bullshit that I had with the Ganon fight. I j- also, I came back to that game like having not touched it for like six months mm-hmm. and I'm like, uh, what are the controls? Yep. I had the same problem with God of War and we'll get into God of War, but yeah. What is Thunderblight's uh, weapon? Um, I mean, they don't really have weapons because they're just like amorphous. He has, a, he has a sword and shield. Um, so he has like a couple of different phases and one phase is um, if you have your sword and shield, shield out, he will charge you um and hit you but he also teleports right like yeah he, yeah he'll, he'll like teleport oh, right. to you and hit you and you have to perfect block him yes and so i had to learn how to perfect block in that fight but also like if you're holding anything metal and he hits you in yeah. one of his stages yeah. you just yeah, drop you, everything you and i kept drop, dropping shit drop whatever you have it took me a little while to feel like you're at you had to like bring the little dr- spikes he dropped down like next to him so he'd get that yes yes that's the to, hardest yeah. part to be the conduit yeah he shocks all these metal rods and then electrically charges them and you have to like magnesis one and move it over to him but you never know which one he's going to electrocute so um, well i think you can grab any of them as long as there's like one next to him when it happens right but if if the one next to you is the oh, first yeah. one he electrocutes yeah. then it shatters and you're like well fuck what do i do now yeah it's i just <laughs> It's it's I a feel it's a like shitty. Fight. It was a poorly balanced. None fight. of that stuff is in the the perfect blocks in the Ganon fight. Right, right, but not in the um uh uh Hyrule Castle version of this fight. Oh, when you're uh-huh. fighting like the mini versions of them. Yeah, yeah. Do you fight remember. mini versions? Well, no, of them? no. I mean, I have. To, so I just went. I did a beeline for the castle. So right. I fight all the Blight Ganons in like this room. So wait, did you skip all of the like creatures? Yeah, I skipped like all. You skipped like ninety percent <laughs> of the content. The whole game. Yeah. <laughs> like you I'm, did the speedrunner method. I'm at, uh, I'm at, I had three hearts. So okay. that's all I need, so baby. You, so you played it like Dark Souls. Yeah. No, it's what like that was the only appeal of this game that was left. Yeah, I mean, after a year of 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 this game, the the allure of this game decaying in front of Will's eyes. Yeah. The only kernel that was left was it's kind of like Dark Souls. And he's like, "Oh. Well, like I didn't so I I, I did a f- I veered slightly a few times and explored a few places and I just wasn't into it. But when I got to the castle, I was just like, "Let's see if I can get in the castle." And then once I got in the castle, like the level design was there, and I was just like, "Ooh." It's like stealthy and quirky and yeah, fun. Yeah, I, I really liked the Hyrule Castle. 
Also, probably the best music in the game in Hyrule Castle. I still haven't gotten there. When I very did, good man, when I was doing that game fight, I was like, I felt like my third eye was open, but the third eye was Will's eye. And I was like, <laughs> I can almost see like all of Will's complaints in this one fight. Like, <laughs> I, I, I really didn't mind the Ganon fight, manifested. except for the fact that it was just nightmare fuel. Like Ganon's so creepy looking in, in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, f- I still feel like the best depiction of Ganon Ganondorf is Twilight Princess. When you, when I, you beat Breath of the Wild, do you get to keep playing afterwards? Or I'm sure. That, do you? I think it just like it does the it, usual uh, resets to before the fight. Before yeah, the yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what happens. Fun. Um, but yeah, so I played Breath of the Wild. I played all of Horizon Zero Dawn. And do you liked it? The Did DLC. You? Fucking amazing. Frozen Wastes is a DLC? Yeah. The, yeah. Frozen Wilds. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I was like, oh, the D- this DLC is just going to be more like snowy area. I'm not like really excited by it no it was incredible cool like all the design of it it um explains way more about this race that or this tribe that exists in the main game but you don't really know anything about um called the banuk and yeah the enemies in it made normal hard enemies feel like like children's toys like it was it was crazy Hmm. it was really good did um did you like like the world like like the setting yeah and all that. yeah I, I i thought the story and the setting were amazing i haven't i i basically played to the part where like it actually opens into like the the what will be the actual open world of that game like after like the monster or the, the one after you go into the mountain and you come out of the mountain and you see oh the, so you, you, you know only played like the prologue basically oh man um <laughs> but the thing that threw me off balance was because you see all the promotional material, and it's like, hey, post post apocalypse, uh, these people are like, you know, very like problematic, pulling off stealing culture from Native Americans and all this other stuff. You're like, okay, it's going to be like agrarian, you know, sustenance living kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, I, okay, I understand. Like, that's the setting. And then, like, you have these emissaries from other, like, kingdoms or yeah, fiefdoms or whatever like that, that come and, yeah. yeah and like one of them's like a medieval knight mm-hmm. or something <laughs> or like like an early like pagan sage or something and i'm like wait a second i thought i thought we had agreed that this is going to be like a <laughs> pre-columbian american so, setting so, Not- okay so, so you you actually don't know why the state of the world is what it is. Like, I mean, like why things there, are set up the way There's basic like are. implications, like hey, there was like a crisis that happened or something, or okay. technology, or blah 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 blah. Yeah, it, it's it's probably like a thousand years in our future. Okay, like no, like that that makes sense. What didn't make sense was how this one, like how they literally had like uh, 13th century knights, and then also like who the hell knows what era, like Native American tribes. Yeah, and they weren't. There is no like colonization happening there was no like so the weird shitty shit happening we we don't have to like dig into it but the the nora basically secluded themselves to what they called the embrace which is like a valley yeah Yeah, which ones are the the nora the native of it yeah the the nora a lot more like uh yeah like closer to a native american tribe visually and and um like design and feel and everything but then so outside of that, um, when you go west, there's this really big city called Meridian, and there's lots of like um, bronze work and steel work and metal work and stuff. 
And so all of that like clan, that whole area just feels completely different because they, they weren't secluded and they're that, that area is not, um, it's not snowy or like jungly, like where the Nora are. It's mm-hmm. way more like sandstone desert. Like it's, it's a completely different, feel. which is cool. And you see that a lot in like RPG stuff. It's like, Hey, yeah. every region is going to have its own like yeah, yeah, flair yeah. or theme, but from like a, and I'm not an anthropologist or a sociologist. <laughs> this just seems kind of whack. Like this, I feel like this is not how cultures work. Like especially those that like even like they're I don't know I don't know maybe I'm wrong. because I mean you know we had Native American dress like and, and we still do but like you know that existed like even up to like the 19th century or whatever and like you had you know Industrial Revolution America and then you had like the frontier yeah, you, you and, have and the all that splits stuff. that occur it just seemed weird where like and i'm sure it was a marketing reason that they didn't reveal all that mm-hmm. but it also and, was like and yeah also like the, the 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 cultural appropriation stuff is already super problematic where you have this white redhead <laughs> dressed up in in native american garb so the, the the story actually like totally explains all that that there there is legitimate reasoning for that i mean they can explain it, but it's still kind of shitty i mean that's that's fine like, hey let's i love american and native american culture except the brown people so like let's just wipe that out and i look i'm like i'm I, I, yeah i i'm just saying at the end of the game to me it makes perfect sense okay um but it's cool because i i had problems trying to play that game because i yeah. didn't know it was an open open world yeah, yeah, yeah i thought it was like pretty linear it's not yeah. um there's like linear story missions but you can literally just like ignore those and fuck off for 50 hours doing whatever you want right it's it's so good cool. it's such a great game robbie you been playing anything uh yeah i've been playing so me and my girlfriend have been playing vermintide 2 oh cool oh. which is are you a left for dead fan yeah, I played a little Left 4 Dead, but not a lot. Okay. Um, and I'm recognizing that this is the exact same game in a different <laughs> skin. No, no, no. They're rats. They're rats. They're, they're rats, rats, Robbie. They're not it's, zombies. It's completely different. They're rats. It's, it was really cool when I started, but I'm like starting to hit the point where I'm like, all right, this game's not changing any. Like, this is the exact same thing over and over again in like just different levels each time. Right. Which is, it's cool, but like I would expect like some sort of progression as you go through the game. Well, if you only play a little bit of left for dead i mean like left for dead's like five maps right yeah that yeah. you progress through and like the the game is you playing them over and over but i feel like this one they built in like an rpg element to it that wasn't there in left for dead like character progression yeah char- uh, character progression and like skills and armor and all that kind of stuff okay which is cool but all that seems to really do is just make the levels easier and so, like, as you keep going and going, you're not, like, getting new moves because of the weapons or anything. And you're not, like, most of the weapons, too, have the same skins. So, like, you'll get the same rifle you got before, except this one is, like, ten times more damage than the previous one. Hmm. But they look exactly like, fire exactly like. Like, there's no gameplay evolution. It's just everything suddenly becomes easier. Is there, like, a difficulty select yeah so like once you beat it all on that easiest mode you then start again on like a harder mode and it keeps all, all your sudden, skills and everything but yeah you keep all your skills and things but all of a sudden all the enemies are harder and so it's just a numbers game like you're not getting visual cues that you're doing more damage you're not you know there's no numbers it's all like there's no numbers popping off the no, enemies no okay. just enemies die faster okay and the thing is most of the enemies are pretty low health to begin with so if i kill a guy in one hit 
and with like my 20, you know, sword, and then I kill a guy with one hit with my 40 sword, I don't notice a massive difference between those two. Interesting. So it's cool. It was really fun when I first started, but now I'm starting to get to the point where I'm like, uh, you know, I'm going to play through it and finish it, but I'm not noticing massive, you know, there's not a payoff as you keep going. I heard it's a good game. It's I, a lot of fun. Yeah. It is. It's little buggy in some places. Like I've hit a few places where it's a game ending bug. Like there's no way to progress because it's locked. And the thing you had to do to unlock it has moved beyond the lock space. Mm. <laughs> like there's a, there's a couple of enemies that can throw down walls that prevent mm-hmm. you from moving forward. Mm-hmm. And I hit a spot where the, the guy threw down the wall and he himself was behind it. And we could not get to him to kill him. He was not coming to us. And there's just a wall. And so, like, Overwatch, that's just um, uh, May. (laughs) Meta strats. Yeah, but it never goes (laughs) away. The only way to make the wall go away is to kill the guy. And so we, like, sat there for, like, 15 minutes. And then we quit. And I Googled it. And, yeah, it's just a bug that they never fixed. Hmm. Who made it? I mean, I know know they should just uh, put a cooldown on it. Games Workshop. I know they own the Warhammer license, but but I didn't know if... I forget who actually... Because we've talked about this before, about how a Games Workshop plays pretty fast and loose with the Warhammer yeah. IP. Mm. Like, if you go up and... If you send them an email, Justin, if you send them an email and say, hey, I want to make a tactics game sit in the Warhammer universe, I can almost guarantee they will at least respond back and be like, give us your pitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun in the very beginning, and then it kind of like trails off, and you have to be careful to avoid bugs. Hmm. But other than that, it's great. <laughs> Well, Justin, you big Left 4 Dead or survivalist um, shooter fans like that? I zombies. A little bit of Left 4 Dead. I was so terrible at it. I uh, I've never, I've never been big into zombies. Um, just as a just a, theme in, in <laughs> general. I'm, I was, I was really big into whole the whole like vampire feel in in um, like high school. Now you know it's just it's just it's been everywhere. For so long, sure. I'm just I'm just over it. Well, they they just need a new Twilight movie. That's it. No. Yeah, we need Twilight, but zombies. <laughs> Zombie light. I yeah. think we've done that like five times now. We'll just call it daylight. I saw that warms uh warm zombies warm bodies movie, and I was oh, like, yeah. was it as good as it looked? <laughs> Look, first off, I'm not like a big like. I, I don't like horror at all, and I don't really like uh, horror. Same. I mean, obviously, this was like a com- like I like Zombie Land. Zombie Land's fine, but like Zombie Land's great there's like a like a comedic element where it's like the guy has turned into a zombie and like he wants to like have a relationship and the best way he can have a relationship is like eating other people's brains and when he eats other people's brains he like can have their memories like he can relive their memories uh, i uh. okay i remember seeing uh ads for that but like yeah. we started at that point and i was like uh, it's also the guy that played um what the what a lovely day guy and the fury road who's that that actor what the guy says what a lovely day sprays his face with the with the, the chrome silver kid guy. yeah 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 uh, the shaved head dude i didn't know that was like a known actor well I, no i think like those are his two major roles <laughs> good for him yeah he's like the protagonist or whatever getting off topic um i sort of wrapped up my zombie love with uh shawn of the dead Started and ended it there. Yeah. Well, like I was way into it when I was a kid and I was into all the old zombie movies and I like the newer ones. Then I kind of got tired of it a little bit and then Shaun of the Dead happened and I was just like, what a perfect way to wrap this up. Edgar Wright film, right? 
Oh, yeah. In that vein, <laughs> I saw uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World for the first time. I'm so glad you finally watched it. I didn't know what to... Uh, That's such a great movie. Is that a sure. film? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He oh, directed wow. it. No, dude, that thing... So I knew nothing about this movie. Like, I knew it was based off the graphic novel, and I've read, like, three pages of Brian Lee O'Malley's graphic novel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw some of your tweets about it. And I was like, this is great. Because, <laughs> uh, so, like, Wendy was, like, uh, gone for the night or something. So I'm like, I'm going to watch something. I'm like, uh, going through Netflix. Sure. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Like, maybe it's finally time to see this video game movie, yeah. whatever the hell. So good. It's a weird ass movie. It's weird, but it's fucking great. <laughs> I. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's great. Like, look, <laughs> I have like no horse in that race. So like the movie starts. That's fair. Movie starts off in Scott Pilgrim, played by Michael Sarah. It's like okay, pretty good casting. So there's like ridiculous casting in this movie because it it's is. like yeah. there's um, was it Anna Kendrick yep. is in it from yep. Pitch Perfect. There's uh, Aub- Aubrey Plaza's in it for yep. some yeah. reason. Um, Ta- uh, Jason Schwartzman's in it. Yeah. Uh, um, Kieran Chris McCulkin. Evans is in it. Yeah. McCul- Ke- oh yeah, McCulkin's brother. What yeah. the brother? Ke- the brother's I think McCulkin. It's Kieran, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, who's also in Succession. That's my first song. Uh, who plays the asshole roommate, which is also like great. Wonderful, so, so wonderful good. casting. Like there's a lot, a lot of good stuff. The, sh- the movie starts with like them getting ready for band practice and like, all right, the, the band's name Sex Bomb Mom. Like I already knew that going in. Like clever. Okay. The main guitarist name is Steven Stills. Yeah. It's just Steven Stills. Yep. Like, yeah. it's not like... And then there's a guy who's like their roadie or whatever. Young Neil. His name is Young Neil. And then by the end of the movie, he's just Neil. No, but his name is Young <laughs> Neil. It's Young Neil and Steven Stills. Yep. Yeah. And why is there a Crosby, Stills, and Nash reference <laughs> in this movie? The real question is why not? But like... <laughs> what is happening? It's just great. Just <laughs> accept then, the greatness. And then they were like... The the, the uh, Scott Pilgrim's new girlfriend comes in and asks Young Neil, "Was like, what do you play?" And he goes, uh, "Zelda, Mario." And he has like a DS light, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" Oh, also, the movie starts with a sky <laughs> shot, and then plays the Link to the Past start music. Yep. Yeah. And then pans down to the house. Yep. And yeah, and you like lost your mind on Twitter. It was great. To what see. is that movie? It's amazing. And then there's a part. Where they basically turn it into a sitcom because Scott Pilgrim <laughs> goes back to his house and they play the Seinfeld bass line. Yeah. Yep. And then he walks into his house, closes the door. He's just like, ah, audible <laughs> sigh. And then there's a laugh track. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then that entire scene is just like shot like a sitcom where it's like wide angle shots of like the whole apartment. And he's just having like, yep. Weird. What? It's fucking great. It's so good. <sighs> and then there's like five back to back fight scenes that aren't really that did you do you ever see spaced no i've never seen space space is excellent i highly recommend it but that was his show back before he started making movies edgar wright and isn't yeah. simon Pegg in that movie yes yeah, in that show edgar wright and, and nick, nick frost. frost okay yeah it's the mm. three of them before they did the coronetto trilogy but right. in in that each episode is shot like a different movie and you can kind of tell what movie they're using to pick that so like, i appreciated episode. so i've seen i haven't seen all of shot on the dead because again don't really like gore don't like zombies um i've seen all of hot fuzz I haven't, I haven't seen it at World's End, but when Alex shared that every frame a painting mm-hmm. video of Edgar Wright's work and made me appreciate Scout Pilgrim more because like there were parts that were funny that I couldn't like verbalize mm-hmm. why they were funny. And 
I also I, so I really like Hot Fuzz, and they do that scene where he's transitioning from living in London to living out in the country. And yeah, it's him like going through, and there's all these really good shots, and they're all comedic. So it's like him on the train platform, and he falls asleep, and then he gets jolted awake by the train running by. And I like never realized like how good that was. Yeah, and then they have a comparison in that YouTube video of like how American comedy's done, and it's like yeah. always like a drone shot of a city with some like rock music pop music playing over top of it and then yep. they like uh, all of that stuff is stuff you've got to watch like three or four times to really and the amount of foreshadowing in that stuff is insane that's uh, so good yeah. so it's like i don't dislike scott pilgrim i just didn't the video game stuff both was like super clever and also super hokey mm-hmm. like oh he blows up yeah. and he turns into a bunch of coins and yep. scott pilgrim goes he gets points and like that that whole like aspect of it isn't really like codified really well like it's like hey we put video game stuff in this because video games but why like there's there's no like video game like like scott pilgrim isn't like a gamer or at least isn't clarified what's what's weird is is like it it was adapted from a comic too where like all these video game references are made and it's just like there's no real through line to games right and there's like, and obviously, like the comics are like, it's like seven installations that are like basically manga books, like they're giant or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And there's like a whole bunch of subplots. Um, didn't hate I it. I feel like you need to watch it again. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's milk and eggs, bitch. I think like so. There's there are like <laughs> there's things some good like stuff that. In movie. There's some great that stuff in that movie. Do bug me where like people will throw in like video game references or something. Like if it was just like, oh, this is like a shitty movie with like some Zelda references right. and stuff, that kind of thing would really irk me because that kind of like weird, that like uh, saturated with fandom stuff usually kind of really irks me. And I mean, so to be fair, love- it does feel that way in some points. Yeah, like, yeah. Everything else removed, the video game aspects feel like that shitty fan appeal, like right. lowest common denominator kind of stuff. Like... That's not to discount how funny the movie can be, but the video game aspects of it seem non-essential and also just like a hindrance. I think generally that kind of stuff is used to get people on board with like a shitty thing. <laughs> and so it doesn't really bug me in this because like the movie itself I really enjoyed. I guess it's because I associate it with shitty things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it being here that's a totally was thing. like, why? <laughs> like... Link to the past, start screen sound, and pan down to like that's like that's no commentary on it. Like that's <laughs> brilliant. Like that's some brilliant shit. You beating a guy and he blows up into a bunch of quarters and there's like a plus the seven thousand points thing, extra life. Like not doing it for me. Well, the great thing about that is just like what I really liked about those scenes were like the reaction to that. Uh, where like if it was just like trying to keep straight to the video games or if it was just like some shitty thing they'd be like oh bonus score yeah yeah but like the reaction of just be like oh nice <laughs> like yeah. sure. that, that kind of like uh, redeemed that yeah, part and, for me and um, at, I think at some point uh, towards the end when one of the like bigger bosses just like explodes and it just starts raining down quarters and you see people just like scraping up quarters and like trying to like put them in there yeah put them in their pockets it's pretty funny i liked how they i I liked the idea of doing that instead of being because like the fights are like very violent fights but 
in a video game way. You know what I mean? Like, so like, yeah, they can get away with like cutting people in half without guts spewing all over the place, which a lot of film people would just be like, yeah, let's do guts. You know what I mean? Let's put fake blood in the condoms and they splurt out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, like Tarantino doing that movie. Would That's just exactly be what like, I was referencing. Yeah. Yeah. So like, um, just having like these weird video game, uh, tropes and realities sort of, I don't know. I kind of enjoy well, like one one of the the first time I saw it, um, when I don't remember it, it was the first boyfriend that shows up, um, uh, Patel. Patel. So and that, he, the- he starts like dancing and stuff, <laughs> and Scott Pilgrim's like, "What do I do?" No, and that then was he a good lead instantly in. just like beat the shit out of him. I was like, "This is hilarious." Yeah, no, the lead in of like everyone being like, "What?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the, the whole yeah, like, like show. every like every person in that room was the straight man for that scene like that was that was right. pretty good also the email that he gets you know, <laughs> is also pretty good i'm not gonna i'm not gonna ruin the joke but pretty good yeah yeah um i i don't want to linger on too long but yeah i i i saw it and i was like what yeah it i i've seen it probably 20 or 30 times my um my previous roommate would watch it like at least once a month Wow. So I know the movie very well. I feel like I'm a huge Edgar Wright fan, and I've seen like Shaun of the Dead once within the past two or three years. Um, Moving on. Anyone play anything else they want to talk about? I've played some uh, classic NES stuff on the Switch. Oh, I did too. What'd you play? Uh, uh, at, at work, Andy and I uh, <gasps> have played some, Goofing off at work. Yeah, some Dr. Mario. Some nice. ice hockey, some super dodgeball. I think that might be about How it. How is super dodgeball? Because I used to play the dodgeball advance Game Boy Advance game. Oh, is it by the same? I don't like, know. I don't know. City ransom kind of <laughs> people. I don't know. Um, but I really like the GBA one. You know, it's there's so much there that I feel like I could get into, but I played it for the first time. And I've I've like been aware of it because I really like that sort of style. It's kind of cartoony, um, sort of in that River City ransom yeah, yeah, yeah. style, chubby people, funny faces. With let's, I never played Ra- River City Ransom until this NES thing on the Switch. Uh-huh. What great animation! It's so good. Like the sprite work, whatever. Like I used to think it was ugly. Now I have a real appreciation for it, yeah. especially with like this twelve animation cycle of this guy winding up this punch right it's It's pretty good yeah the style fits the medium i don't think it works anywhere else no um but yeah it is trash it is so bad the dodgeball game yeah i mean like it has like a really bad frame rate issue um i mean those characters are so like complex it's probably like six to eight sprites per character you know um so the NES can only handle rendering so many sprites per line and it just gets so overloaded because you have like eight people on screen and they're all like eight sprites each and so they're just like flickering into nothing and <laughs> frame drops and it's just it's bad news. So I, I I was asking Andy if there was like a Super Nintendo version. Now that I know that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to check out this Game Boy Advance version and see what the deal is because... I think it's definitely like a really cool game, but it's just running too hard for that NES emulator. <laughs> um, that stinks. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of Super Mario Brothers three on that. 
mm. thing. Mm, Such a good, good game. game. More, more so for research than yeah. anything else. Oh. Um, which was weird because like whenever I'm like, oh, Super Mario Bros. <laughs> 3, I love this game. I ever play some. And then you play like two levels. You're like, oh, fucking. Like, let me warp whistle to the end. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I only used the first warp whistle. Um, and then I played the rest all the way. I'm, I'm in World 7 now. But uh, yeah, once you sit down and try to like academically study a game for like game design, it's like, how do they exactly do this jump? Or how how does swim specifically work? Right. Because you don't really think about it. You just do it. Yeah. And you're like, oh. So I've been playing that game a lot and gleaning a lot of ideas f- from it. And um, I really like it. I mean, obviously, I already liked it. But I, I have a newfound appreciation for it. And I'm actually able to play through it and enjoy it more mm-hmm. now that there's like a goal involved. Are you save scumming? A little bit. Oh, I'm save I'm save scumming the hell out of the uh, the matching game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, now they have that. save states in the, the, on the Switch. I'm like, fuck it. Like I'm just gonna do this whole thing at once. Or like the um, spinning. Yeah. You know, even just like m- match the, up the item. Pick one of these treasure boxes things. I'm just like, I'm gonna get the leaf every time, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't really bother me that much because I just have so many fucking items at this point. Where it's yeah. just like, also, I don't know if there's like a hard cap on like the n- number of items you can have. I don't and know. Like, I feel like there's two or three pages. I think I have like three or four, but I, I might I might be wrong. I don't know. That's a lot. Need to, need to use some of these shrooms. Um, <laughs> I kind of I kind of like the system in Super Mario World where you have whatever item you currently possess the ability of and then back yeah. up. and then one slot brilliant and you can press select to make that slot fall down and you'd pick it up as if it organically appeared and then have you ever missed it yeah yeah oh you like you, you want to kill yourself right you then you have a feather <laughs> and you get hit and so you pop the other feather down and then you like fall and it's gone yeah it's so cool it's though great. because like that's just like a cool little mini game catch yeah. the thing yeah it but doesn't I, fall I, like the actual item though right it just falls straight down it falls straight down it falls as if it had come so, out of a box oh at so the, the top feather the does like swing yeah. back and forth okay yeah but but i i like the constraint of you only can ever have one effect and one backup that's it you oh don't get an as, inventory as opposed to the items. list of items yeah you yeah. don't get an inventory you can't plan things out it's either what you have or what you have lined up but what could, what if i could have both Ooh. That's kind of like the weird game mechanic they had in like the first Halo, where you could only have one gun and then a backup, and you could like switch back and forth between. But you had to decide which guns you were carrying. That's right. the case in most in all Halos, hadn't it? Like there was no like weapon wheel. Uh, I haven't been playing Halo in a while, oh. so <laughs> <laughs> there's a that was, like I, figure play it safe. Yeah, I don't I think, know. I don't know what the rules are now. They made a big deal about that in Bioshock Infinite because in Bioshock Infinite, I think they made it a weapon wheel. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. And then in Bioshock One, it was you had a primary and a secondary. When I Weapon. like, I guess I kind of like both. I kind of like the wheel where you can just amass whatever things you're going to get and select mm-hmm. what you need. But I also like the constraint of having to only have one or two choices in a situation, and 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 think about it that way versus oh, I've got you know twelve different tools. Which one do I want to use for this? I, I mean, think, uh, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say I think they both have very distinct places. Like the type yeah, of yeah. game, like the type of game lends itself to one or the other, but not both. As yeah. a designer, I appreciate and want to design systems that are 
restrained and it's like no you have you have this limited option yeah. or this limited yeah. option yeah as a player i'm just like just give me all this shit yeah yeah just give me all this shit i don't give a fuck just give it all i don't care if it breaks the balance let me just do what i want well i think with maria it, 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 it even just goes beyond that where it's just like this is like a nice natural evolution of like the mushroom thing where it's just like this is a power up but it's also like this is your health and yeah so like it's a cool thing where you'll like get hit in super mario world and you lose that effect, but you get this like second chance thing where you have to catch this other power up in the middle of whatever is going on. So my prototype, that's like one of the big things I have to grapple with because I'm not going to do like the Mario, Super Mario, Fire Mario like stage evolution mm. like that. So I have to consider like, okay, what is like basically adapting Mario 64, or Sunshine or Odyssey health to right. a 2D system so it's like what would mario look like what would mario 3 look like if it had mario 64 health did you it? see that fan what? game oh that's what the, does mario 64 health look like it's just a pie chart yeah. yeah oh that's right and then you get when you pick up a coin it replenishes it if you've lost health we all did this thing where we like pointed it out <laughs> we all spun yeah. around it didn't yeah. help at we all, all spun our hands around <laughs> in the air it's um, like a stamina wheel yeah oh yeah, yeah. oh don't mention that one. don't mention <laughs> that around well great um and and then in sixty four, I think it was six pieces, and then in Galaxy and Odyssey, it was three pieces, and then you could get like a heart item that would extend extend it out to yeah six total. So so should I should I assume that you're not referring to peak? No, I'm I'm working on something else. Okay, um, we can talk later about it. Yes, Will, I did see that prototype that was Super Mario Brothers One World One One, but with Super Mario sixty four assets is that what you're referring to no oh <laughs> no no well, it was like this uh, this whole conversation's I fucked i can't remember what it's called start the um, podcast over yeah start it over it was uh it was re- it was revealed a while ago but it was uh most recently shown at like this weird sonic fan game convention that's what you want to see wow. mario fan games at yeah I'm well, sure I mean, that, but I mean, it's lit the room on fire. It's really remarkable. You should check it out because they do adapt a lot of like 3D Mario mechanics into this 2D thing, and like a more than just like what you would expect from a fan game kind okay. of way. Send it to me. Send me a video. Yeah, you'll 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 be into it. So the the game I was thinking of mm-hmm. was <laughs> it was weird. Someone dropped it in the Finji Discord. And they they weren't trying to show the actual prototype. They were just wanting to say, like, look how weird the sound effect is for <laughs> cracking open a box in oh, Mario no. 64. Because do you remember what it sounds like? No. I kinda, no. Do you already? No. I'll, I'll fire. I'll, do you have I'll, your Mario I'll, 64 soundboard up? Yeah. Yeah. Let me let me cue it up. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. It's going to take me a second. Here, stall for me. Someone stall. So, um... The only other game that I've played in the last, I don't know, a couple of months uh, was I played a, a decent bit of Chasm when it came out. Oh, how do you like that? Um, I heard mixed things about this. It's good. I'll give it a good. Um, I like the feel of it. How many how many Scott Pilgrims would you give it? <laughs> Ooh. On a scale of... Out of, out of five. Out of five Scott Pilgrims? I'll give it, I'll give it two Scott Pilgrims. Okay. Um, that's where, a hard, that's where, a hard where, scale. Where five Scott Pilgrims is Scott Pilgrim the movie? <laughs> Correct. Correct. Uh, that's a that's a tough scale. But what is Chasm? Uh, Chasm is a two D 
Metroidvania, um, modeled kind of after Symphony of the Night in feel, but um, pretty different presentation. Like you are a knight who goes or a soldier who goes to this town and there's like, you know, a bunch of the townspeople got lost in the mine. And so you have to go down and find them and beat off enemies or fight off enemies. <laughs> Do what now? <laughs> in this <laughs> mine. <laughs> um, Jesus. And <laughs> keep it together, Justin. Uh, I don't know it. if I want um, to play this game. <laughs> but yeah, you have to fight off the enemies in this mine to find these people, and then you find like little doorways that take you deeper into the mine, and that you find out that there's other things down there. There's like a catacombs and this like ancient castle ruins and stuff like that. But it's all procedurally generated. Yeah, that's pretty. Cool. That's the big selling point on it. But, yeah. Also, it's a Kickstarter game that was in development for how long? Uh, it kickstarted in, I kickstarted it. So it kickstarted in 2012, 2013. Yeah. It's, it's had a long road. It had a long road. However, um, a big part of that road is the, uh, the way that the pixel art is done is amazing. There's a whole, the guy who did the pixel art did a whole tutorial on his setup and, and what it allows you to do very easily once you're set up to do it. Um, and quick segue into the game that I have because I kickstarted it and it's finally out, but I haven't played it yet, which is Time Spinner. Right. Now, Time Spinner, I've heard nothing but good things about it. Yeah. Bodie Lee has worked on Time Spinner for like eight years or something. Um, I, for the last like year and a half or two years, I hung out with him on his live stream on Tuesdays Ooh. Um, when he would work on art and oh, stuff like that. You mentioned this. You mentioned this before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so Tuesday's live stream was Heartforth Alicia, which is not out yet, made by Alonzo Martin. Right. That's and the game then, you've, you've mentioned. Yeah. yeah. And then like two hours later was the Time Spinner stream. Okay, cool. Um, But yeah, Time Spinner just, I mean, it literally just is Castlevania. Um, Symphony but, of the Night. No, no, no. Uh, I think Bodie modeled it more after Order of Ecclesia. Ecclesia? Uh, is it Ecclesia? I think it's Ecclesia. Ecclesia. Okay. Um, but yeah, so female main character, she has the power to control time and she has two orbs, but the orbs can be like swapped out for different orbs. So, um, instead of just shooting orbs around your orbs can like turn into swords later or turn into like fireballs and there's all kinds of crazy cool shit with it. Um, but it's just gorgeous. And, um, a composer that I met at GDC who I did not know then was the composer for, Time Spinner, uh, this guy Jeff Ball, super cool. Okay. Um, the soundtrack is fantastic. It's, yeah, I'm very, yeah. very excited to play it and I have it, but uh, I'm very like into working on War of Alana right now and I'm mm-hmm. making good can't, progress. Can't and break I, can't, up your groove. I can't derail that. <laughs> I can't fuck up your groove. I can't derail that for some really awesome fucking Metroidvania. <laughs> uh, I'm going to fuck up your groove by playing the sound effect because I finally found the video. Do it. Fuck my groove up. Wait for it. Oh, yeah. Was that it? Yeah. That's really weird. That's, yeah. That boing is you opening chests. Uh, you breaking blocks. Yeah. Oh, breaking blocks. Goes, what boing? kind of block goes boing? <laughs> you boing? And then it blows out into a bunch of like little a puff and some stars. The um the Super Mario fan game is Super Mario Flashback. 
Mm. I sent you a video on I feel Discord. Like I've, I've, I've heard of Is this. Is that like Sonic Mania? Holy shit, yeah. look at this art. Yeah, I mean, it's really ridiculous. Oh my God. Like, is it like good ridiculous? It's great ridiculous. It's like, like Rayman pixel art s. Whoa! But Mario or Earthworm Jim, even like that, like level of fidelity. Oh, this looks great. It's really cool. Oh, holy shit! I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to check this out. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, I mean, like a lot of the times when people adapt like 3D Mario stuff down to 2D, it's kind of like this animation for the. Paratroopa looks so good. Not amazing. And this is just like, it, it, like, well, I can't wait for them to shut that down. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, but had, yeah, we had a uh, Noah Downs on for the last RVA game jams monthly meeting. <laughs> he had a slide that just said fan oh, games. Wow. Don't do them. Yeah. Yeah. It, this looks really good. It looks really fucking good. And it's been around for like a couple months, I see feel like. Uh so yeah, I'm pretty surprised it's not down already. You can do fan games, you just can't tell anybody about them or release you them. See, you yeah. just gotta be be anonymous, and then yeah. if you release it anonymously, no one's gonna come after you. So <laughs> how many people in this room have played Chrono Trigger? I've played the first bit. Um, for for those listening, Robbie raised his hand. Okay. There is a uh, really great pixel artist named Simon Anderson who made Owlboy. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Simon Anderson likes to, in his spare time, do art and animation for uh, trailers for games that will never be made. Mm. It's just a thing that he does. And he made a trailer for the sequel to Chrono Trigger called Chrono Break. Yes, I saw that. And it looks fucking mind-blowing. I didn't watch the trailer. I, I, I think I saw Adriel talking about it because obviously Adriel's a big uh, Chrono Chrono fan. Chrono, chronological Ooh. fan. Yeah. the Just the pixel art, all the animation. Uh, it's... I mean, it's, it looks... It, it's ridiculously What's really good. crazy is, like, he definitely has, like, a certain style, but that looks just like a Chrono Trigger type. Yeah. I'm going to watch this video, Will, of Sumar flashback, and then just rip off all of this. Yeah, moves. do it. There's a Ooh. super... Is there a ground pound in here? Yeah. You should That's do it. Good. A really good ground pound. Yeah, it looks good. Um, Cool. But, yeah. Awesome. Uh, uh, You mentioned before we rec- started recording, just light aside to the PlayStation Classic. Um, also, we talked about how we were trying to decide which uh, Castlevania game to put on the PS Classic. Yeah, yeah. And only... There's only one only option. Symphony of the Night was... There's well, one option. Right, well, which we didn't know because I, I haven't played any of like that era of okay. Castlevania games, so like I didn't know Rondo of Blood was not on the PS1. Yeah. I didn't know that the 800 other... Symphony of the Night. We're all handheld. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for anyone shouting at us, last round table. <laughs> what was Rondo of Blood on? I was say it was DS? Was it? I thought it was earlier than that. Was it not GBA? Oh, uh, Time shit. To fact uh, check everyone's yeah, favorite part. Check the... Rondo of Blood. Check the internet. I was saying there's only one option because Symphony of the Night is the best Castlevania that there is. Unless you're like a purist, and then you probably want one of the NES ones. All right, so this isn't in chronological order of platforms, but Turbo Graphics, Wii, PS4, Super Nintendo, PSP, 
TurboGrafx CD. That's wild. So For was, Rondo of Blood? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Because it was, it was what? Castlevania X also it was referred to as? Uh, no, I think that was a different game. That's well, wild. Turbo whatever. Graphics. It wasn't PlayStation. <laughs> Turbo Graphics, I feel like, is a really good system for Castlevania, and I never knew Castlevania was. On I know there. nothing about the Turbo Graphics. I also know nothing. It's about really the Turbo cool. You should uh, have a little emulator day for yourself and dig into it because they have some pretty really cool, cool games. I, uh, I think I get the Turbo Graphics mixed up with the 3DO in mm. my head. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> is Turbo Graphics the one with like Bonk? Yeah, yeah, that's where I first uh, played Bonk the and um, Origin of Bonk. Slaughterhouse. Oh, Slaughterhouse. Okay, Slafterhouse. Man, this thing is Slafterhouse. This thing is the most '80s industrial design. Mm. You just slap the the cartridge like it just is exposed like that. Yeah, it's like yeah. a it's like a little card. It's weird. Well, I had a handheld Turbo Graphics. Ooh. It was my dad's friends, and I just literally stole it. Wow. <laughs> he was just like, yeah, here, you go go play some games. And I was like, all right, thanks. And then like five years later, I was like, my Turbo Graphics is broken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Did you guys ever have friends that tried to lift video games from you? Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Tell me about I, it. <sighs> Sell them out. Send him down the river. So, send so him to the I'm, clink. I'm pretty sure. I, I'm pretty sure I know who it was, but it it's there was there was never any confirmation. But they were, oh, they were someone that I hung out with enough that they knew what games I was not playing, and what they would do is they would your, well, your, they wouldn't take the whole game. They would just regimen. They would just take the disc out. Oh my god! Of a game that I hadn't worse. touched in six months. So I went to move, and I was like going. I was like you know pulling all of my ps1 ps2 xbox gamecube like all those games off and half of them were just empty cases wow what 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 a fleece what era of your life was this this was just post high school this is like do i know this like that was this was yesterday i don't i don't know i don't know um but it 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 was oh and you never gone back you never no like they would just go and trade them in Ooh, oh, holy oh, shit. That was, least how, that was how the they box. had money. God, that's worse than murder. Get the extra buck. Yeah, so, so. Yeah, what are you going to get a PS1? What are you going to get for a PS1 game in like, what, 2010s? Okay. <laughs> I hope that 2025 was worth oh. it. <laughs> that's right. You guys are in your 30s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was uh, 03, 04, 05. When wow. I was a kid, so like you would show off your games, right? Be like, I have this new Super Nintendo game. Yeah. I'd go over to a buddy's house and we'd play him for a while and he'd be like, can I borrow this? And I'd be like, yeah, I mean, it is the best game. So, of course, yeah, because <laughs> I win the game tell- show and tell. And that was all I cared about, right? It's just being like, I have the better game for this Well, this show kid was like fucking the Artful Dodger <laughs> yeah. and just like robbed you of. Yeah. It was, so like, yeah, it, was, it is the best game. And it then was I'd, Alan, wasn't it? No, no. This was <laughs> way back in the day. This is like when I was still a little itty bitty baby. And this pre-industrial then I'd, debt revolution. Then I'd go yeah, over yeah. to that kid's house and be like, 40. "Hey, can I get this game back?" And he'd be like, "You never lent me this game." Wow, he gaslighted you straight up. What the fuck? I uh, I definitely gaslighted a copy, a VHS copy of Liar Liar from someone I knew. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> for for like multiple years. The irony, yeah, in that, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, in that thrift. Yeah. I um, I also had a friend try to steal a game from me, but. Uh, I caught him in the act. Ooh. I didn't catch him 
to be fair, it's not like I caught him with his hand in the cookie jar kind of thing. I just knew him so well that he was like, all right, Dylan, leave. And he's like, thanks for having me over. And I was like, hey, can I see like your backpack? Whoa. Unzipped it. Pulled out my cartridge. Like, hey, thanks, buddy. Damn. Yeah. I, 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 I got to read. prevention Dylan over here. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan, the yellow shirt. Uh, I got I to I gotta read on people. <laughs> I know what's up. Wow. Robbie, any, any tales of theory? I don't think I've got one. I know. <laughs> Robbie's like, what the hell kind of well, people am I? That's my old friend, too, yeah. Robbie. <laughs> yeah. I just avoided it by never inviting people over. Ooh, that's, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, good. that's a good stretch. <laughs> that's good. with your that's, NES That's been collection. like my... His, his NES throne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's been my strat for like five years or so. Just never <laughs> see anyone. Never see anybody. Yeah. I, I, mean, I don't know. I've gotten pretty... I've, I've been loaning people uh, my games, by which I mean Alex. Yeah. <laughs> the, so I, I really don't ever have an issue loaning people stuff. It's always the same item that I loan out that never comes back. There's a book. Uh, it's the first book of a series of novels about vampires. Okay. Um, called Of Saints and Shadows by Christopher Golden. Okay. It was far more mature a book than I should have been reading. I was going to say, is it sexy? Is it's, there a lot of sex in it's, it? It's a vampire book. It's, well. a, it's a lot of gory, like very graphic vampire sex in that series. And I, I picked it up in like sixth grade. So that was, Oof. yeah. Um, but I That's why let, I can never watch True Blood. I let... I have I have lent out and then repurchased and then immediately lent out again like eight copies of that book and I'm just <laughs> done with it at this point. I'm just gonna get I'm just gonna goodwill the rest of the series. I'm probably never gonna read read them again, and I just don't ever need to buy that. Just book get the audio books. People just don't want to return it with sticky pages. Yeah. Well, I mean, They're yeah. Like, I, how can I ever bring it back to him if I can't <laughs> get it from under my mattress? <laughs> it's, it's just one solid brick. Yeah. Ugh. It's it's a congealed protein mass. Oh <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> oh. So anyway, yeah, it's been a very graphic, very gross episode. <laughs> we, hey, we we even skipped the food minute. Oh, we we'll go back to the food. Well, we're not following up that talk with the food minute. <laughs> Thank you very much. We need a palate cleanser. Um, Let's talk about the PS Five. Okay. Wow. I, know, Look I at know, you. Look I know you and, nothing about it. So and, uh, fill me in. And uh, your segues there. Pretty pretty blunt. Pretty no, I'm just bravo. Oh. Um, well, we needed a palate cleanser. We do. So let's talk about some video games. Some video games. Some AAA. Um, I slide this under a a subheading I called Next Gen is here. Um, yeah, Sony just confirmed that they're that the next PlayStation like they're working on it. They're like, yeah, we're doing it. I thought they said that like three years ago. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like it would be weird if they weren't. Look, as soon as a console generation is released they yeah. are immediately working on whatever is coming next yeah what's interesting about this is that it's coinciding with a lot of weird stuff because microsoft just announced a uh, a streaming service for xbox called x cloud mm. lowercase x uppercase c mm. so what the fuck's going on with the branding uh, come on um, they're going apple a camel case. <laughs> They're going full, full Apple. No, the worst is when you see someone say Xbox, uppercase X, uppercase B. And I'm like, oh. what, what are you doing? What is well, the correct? It's, supposed to be. it's uppercase X, lowercase box. I just thought it was all uh, uh, Xbox. Like caps on, bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and then caps there's. Caps on for Xbox. And then there's the X bone. Right. Yeah, yeah. Which people for the which, Xbox one. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so basically they're just, uh, they confirmed they're working on the next PlayStation, but coinciding with Microsoft having a streaming platform that they're mm. working on. Uh, mm. PlayStation Now, which was Sony's streaming service, yeah. you can now just download those games instead of streaming them. Uh. Which So PlayStation Now was kind of like, so this came after the Gaikai acquisition. Gaikai being like a streaming platform for games, like one of the mm. early ones. It was like that and OnLive. And online, OnLive had like their box, their streamer box that you would mm-hmm. buy. And then Gaikai, I think, was like a s- app, I think, for different things. Maybe. Um, but they bought, Sony bought Gaikai like five years ago or so and just basically rolled it into PlayStation Now. And PlayStation Now is basically like the only way to play uh, a lot of PS3 games, like mm-hmm. backwards compatibility wise. Yes. Um, and also, PlayStation Now is actually the only way for you to play Red Dead Redemption 1 on your PC. Because you get PlayStation Now, the subscription, download the app to your PC, you can play Red Dead Redemption 1 and stream it to your PC. Has anybody done the PlayStation Now? Like, does it work well? I I mean, I've heard weird things. I mean, I've heard, like, different things. Um, I mean, a lot of people I hear about, like, their big hangups with streaming games is that they want it to run at 60. Yeah. And, and, and if it doesn't work for racing games and fighting games, then... Don't talk to me, which I don't have that because I don't play either of those genres, so I don't really care. I don't typically want a game to run at 60. I mean, like if a game <laughs> runs at 30, I'm fine. I play yeah. turn-based games, so it doesn't matter to me. Right. Um, so you're okay as long as it's like five. <laughs> yeah, as, as long as, as, long as can, that unit's moving. As, lo- as long as animations aren't jitter- jittery I'm and I can playing, move a cursor when um, I need at to. At five FPS, it's going to be jittery. Oh, no, I know, I know. I'm but. consuming the game at one frame per minute. Yeah, so. I can't see any better than 15. So. <laughs> but, uh, and then, so Nintendo, uh, I think it was for Assassin's Creed Origins or Odyssey. If you buy it on a Switch, you're streaming it. Because basically that game can't run off the Switch. So yep. they did like a special deal Whoa. with Ubisoft. I, yeah, I saw a thing about that. Where you'd stream it. Also, Ubisoft has a deal with Google right now yeah. for their service called Project Stream. Which, if you sign up for it, you get to play Odyssey for free, um, which I signed up for and am in. And I played a little bit of Assassin's Creed Odyssey in Chrome off of this MacBook. That's fucking weird. And it recognized my controller. That's pretty cool. Wow. Granted, I have like a open source driver for Xbox controllers on this MacBook. Yeah. But it recognized it and it worked. So I could just sit there and play... Nice. Using my Xbox One controller and play Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and it runs really well. Wow. Like there's some audio hitch at the beginning, like when I first booted it up, and that was basically it. Basically, just go to the site, say play game, and you know it it goes full screen, and you're playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Interesting. Um, fun fun fact about Odyssey: uh, when I was at GDC, I happenstance ran into and met the casting director. Really? At Ubisoft, uh, I don't think she's the director. At Ubisoft Montreal, but she was the casting director for Odyssey. So for Odyssey, yeah, because Odyssey's a Ubisoft Quebec game, not Montreal. I mean, obviously, like she could be remote or whatever. Maybe it wasn't Odyssey then. Was it Origins? Oh, it might have been Origins, not Odyssey, which people are colloquially referring to as Morigens. <laughs> as they should um but i played some some of uh, some odyssey and i haven't played origins which people like really like and th- i hear some middling things about odyssey but i literally played like 
10 minutes of it, so I don't have... Yeah. But mm. I haven't played an Assassin's Creed game since Brotherhood, mm. and they have changed some stuff up. I've never played one. There are now numbers that fly off of dudes when you oh, hit them. Really? Visible damage? Yeah. Ooh, I'm they about it. They have levels over their heads with health bars. Um, These are all things I'm about. All oh. of the attacks used to be mapped to like the face buttons, and now attack is mapped to, yeah, RB. That's weird. Uh, kind of like God that. of War is. It was... Hmm. Interesting. I, I know what to make of it. You start the game playing as Leonidas. You're basically playing the battle from 300. So does it feel more like <laughs> a like an RPG now? Or yes, there's a lot of RPG mechanics. I don't know. I, I think there's like skill trees and shit. Gotcha. And there's XP hmm. and all that stuff. And all that stuff was in Origins. But I I didn't play Origins. Yeah. So back in my day, you had a hidden blade and you hit X to attack and you did some countering and you got surrounded by 50 guards and then you just parried your way through them <laughs> and then yep. climbed up a wall and that was that. Yeah. But they, uh, yep. I don't know. They mixed it up, and people really like um, Origins. So, well, uh, Odyssey supposed to get good. Only seventy two hours into yeah, it. Yeah, you know, so. you just gotta play the first seventy hours, you'll be fine. Wow, that sounds like Final Fantasy VIII. There's also <laughs> a lot of uh, microtransactions in it. Oh, like, really? You can get like a Oof. EXP doubler and all this stuff. Uh, pay to win. The well, I mean, it's single player, so I mean, it's not like super play to win. That's fair. That's fair. But it's, it's pay to get to the part of the game that's fun the project stream service gives you 10 bucks to spend on microtransactions what yeah there's like here's 10 bucks because you can't like we don't have like a payment service there's no way to pay into this right so here's some money yeah and that's pretty cool and i can only play this game up until january 15th so basically i have to get my fill of it beat it and i feel like you'll be okay yeah i mean (laughs) yeah just play a, a healthy dose of 20 hours a day and I'll be rise rain. It'll be done uh, sooner than you think. But yeah, <laughs> I, I haven't played much of it. It was, it was weird though because like I forgot like their grandiose set pieces that they do now at the beginning of games. Yeah. Because um, like uh, Unity, which is the French Revolution one, starts during like one of the Crusades. Like it's just huge flashback where you play as like this French Crusader, and you're like burning this guy at the stake, and it's like this basically talking about more of the historical stuff, the Templars. If you're familiar with any like the crazy backstory uh, with Assassin's Creed, and then it jumps up to the French Revolution, and then this one uh, starts with you playing as King Leonidas, and you're just fucking up Persians uh, in that battle, and then I assume it jumps forward because the two mercenaries you play as you can choose to play as uh, are Spartan, and they have an item called the Spear of Leonidas, mm. uh. which I think has like mystical abilities or stuff, like what. One of the abilities you get is just you can straight up just teleport to a person and then like assassinate them. Whoa. Yeah. Like that's like, definitely historically re- accurate. There's also no fall damage. Like after like five hours into the game, you just unlock an ability that you just never take fall damage. No matter what height you fall from, you just t- roll into a, a fall. You just roll. And you're mm. like, I'm fine. It happens. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll, I'll play more of it. There's just a lot of shit coming out. And obviously, this one's on a timer. So. Also on a timer, since uh, I was expecting to play or talk about best games played today, uh, I played like eight hours of God of War yesterday. Yeah. Because I wanted to finish God of War before we started talking about it. That's a really good game, guys. <laughs> so, so, you, so you mentioned something about the uh, combat I saw. Yeah. What's, what's, the, what's your newer insight with the, that combat? The newer insight is that like once you dig through their kind of clunky, cluttered, UI system mm. and like read like the descriptions you can 
you you have a better idea of like how the combat works and it makes it more interesting because literally my strategy up into the point i was at which was like the end of alfheim which is like the first realm you go to that's not midgard is that you you have the leviathan axe and you can throw it and then summon it back and there's like a light throw and there's a heavy throw yeah um and the heavy throw freezes people and you just summon it back and it rips out of their head or wherever wherever you stuck it in them so i was just doing that over and over again and it got super repetitive and wasn't really enjoying it um, because like the basic attacks were kind of like, so he has a shield that he can summon that can do parries. You can do like a perfect parry and like counter attack. Um, or you can fight barehanded and that builds up your like, so basically every enemy has like a rage bar that you build underneath them. And once you max it out, you just do it an execution, just like an instant execution on them. Mm. Um, and it's quicker to build with unarmed than it is with your axe. But it wasn't very fun. And there's like a bunch of like subsystems that they don't explain very well. There's like a glyph. There's like an enhance enchantment system for your weapons. There's also like a glyph thing. There's also like there's all this weird shit that they don't explain very well. But once I figured it out, it like made the combat very much more enjoyable. So basically, you have your axe, and your axe can have up to two, basically special abilities tied to it that are like mapped when you hold down the shield and then hold R one or R two, um, you activate one of these abilities. On top of that, you also have an enchantments that you can put on uh, pieces of armor that like give you passive and like proc ability. So okay. it's like, hey, if I throw the axe and it's a precision hit and it's, like they hit their head or something, I have a high chance to proc like higher runic damage. Which the runic attacks are the ones where you hold down the shield and you hit R one or R two that activates the runic attacks. And the runic attacks are pretty cool. And there's like a bunch of them that you can do. Like ones like a a line so it's like he scrapes the ground and then summons like a, a line of ice that goes and hits someone mm. and the closer they are the multiple times it'll hit them and do more damage to them and there's one where it's like a, a forced knockback and it hits in like a semicircle and and goes outward so once i started like actually understanding all that shit uh it was a lot more enjoyable so you, overall you enjoyed it a lot yeah well i'm not done with it okay i'm like 75 percent of the way i'm done I'm tempted to pick it up because I think now that I've opened the door with Breath of the Wild and Horizon Zero Dawn, um, more action-based games are something that I can like actually enjoy now. Whereas prior to those two, I was just like, I don't want to have to run around and like actually time buttons and shit. Um, but also, Bear McCreary did the soundtrack. Mm. And he is one of my favorite composers. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of good music, and some of my favorite is um, small spoiler, but I feel like this is a given since it's a God of War game. There's a part where you go to hell. What? Uh, <laughs> Which hell? The Norse hell, Helheim. Oh, is it really called Helheim? Yeah. It is called Helheim. I'm yeah. into that. Yeah. Well, so like, so Greek hell, Greek the Greek underworld is really confusing because it is sometimes referred to as Hades. And then Hades is the god of the underworld. Right. Yes. In Norse mythology, it's Helheim, and then the goddess of death is Hell. But in Marvel Comics, they didn't want to have a Thor villain called Hell, so they renamed her to Hela. So that's why uh. in Ragnarok, Kate Blanchett is Hela uh. and not Hell. But like her actual the the character she's modeled after the Norse goddess is Hell. I see. H E L. And it's right. Helheim. Got it. Okay. Yeah. 
And all the realms are named like that, except for like Asgard and Midgard, but it's like Jotunheim, Realm of the Giants, Alfheim, yeah. Realm of the Elves. Midgard Elheim. is our world. Yeah. Uh, quick tangent, what did you think of Ragnarok? I thought it was fine. I thought it was uh, fine. Okay. I'm not a big what did they do What while in the shadow, whatever that movie is. Oh, uh, what we do in the shadows? Yeah. I love that movie. Like It was, it was fine. Um, I'm just not a big comic. That's com- the vampire movie? Yeah, yeah. That's one really the director did that. before. It's really good. Uh, okay, okay. Um, but I'm just not a big ho- comedy did guy. Did you see but it was uh, a good movie. The Wilder People? No. It's another really good one. Yeah. Is it's it excellent. comedic? Because yeah. it seemed like it had more of like a Wes Anderson vibe to it. It kind of does, but it's still really funny. Okay. okay. I'll check it out. Yeah, Ragnarok felt like Thor of the Galaxy, well, which, I, the which I was generally fine with. I mean, with. it was like the Planet Hulk storyline mixed yeah. in with some Guardian stuff. and Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty... I think I'm pretty comic book movied out. I still want to see Ant-Man and Wasp because... That's pretty good. Um, I it's enjoyed, a good palate cleanser after right, Infinity War. I, I, I enjoyed uh, Ant-Man quite a bit, uh, and I love Evangeline Lilly, but... Um, Big Lost fan is what... <laughs> I, I'm, I'm actually I'm actually not at all a Lost fan. What else was um, she in? The Hobbit movies? I was a big fan of her and okay. as Tariel. Um and, and some other stuff that she's done. But um yeah, so obviously I'm gonna see Avengers four because you I've seen three of them. I might as well watch the You should watch Ant-Man and the Wasp before you see Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Um before Avengers I'm, 4 I'm, comes out. I'm just completely over anything having to do with Spider Man at this point. Oh really? I thought Spider Man was like, give me a, a yeah. second wind. Uh, well, Homecoming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting, because yeah. I so I still haven't seen it. Um, it's really good. Okay, what's well, really just, good? So I'm, what's, I'm I'm over how many times we like tried out a new Spider Man well, thing. Well, sure. That, that I'm. I'm that's just the, done thing, with it. the thing is, is that the other. Well, I mean, Tobey Maguire, fine, whatever. But like, we didn't know any better. Though. Andrew Garfield, <laughs> not not. What's good about Homecoming is that it doesn't. There's no J.J. Jameson. There's no oh. Mary Jane. There's no, you know, fucking X, Y, or Z. Like, like all the shit that is like the 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 this, Peter Parker dogma or whatever. Yeah. Like, just the, all the stuff you already know going in. Like, he's not a photographer. He's, not, I mean, he's still in high school in, in Homecoming. Yeah. But um, they just throw all that away. And it's like, hey, what if we make Spider-Man like the least important character in? like the more mcu like what do we do with him then right like what do we do if like he's basically the intern <laughs> whereas in like everything else it's like oh spider-man it's like it's the most like, that's like that cornerstone yeah of like the marvel empire um that's what's really interesting and it's well okay. it's a very well okay. written we were kind of talking story. the other day like so like i've been since we've had our fair share of mcu uh dialogue Hate. we'll call it hey <laughs> uh I've been trying to sort of like figure out what I like about the MCU. And one of the things I haven't really liked about it too much is like none of the villains have really struck me except for Ultron, but I didn't really like that movie. Yeah. I'm just a spader yeah. boy, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. You, but um, no. the Vulture in Homecoming yes. is just yeah. like a great villain. Okay, okay. That's pretty that, good. That, and like, excite, that excites me. And very I feel sympathetic. Like, I want to watch like, it now. like, there's like, obviously, Killmonger is 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 oh, very tops. sympathetic. Yeah. Um, but and Black Panther was just amazing. Yeah. And Adrian, I mean Vulture, the character's name is Adrian. Um, 
there's a lot of sympathy in being like kind of like he is a working class dude that has been fucked over by the system too many times yeah and yeah. he just has to do something about it yeah and it's pretty it's pretty good that's that's legit um um i also just really well acted um do you guys have any opinions on the uh the new spider-man cartoon movie that's coming out oh it looks, it looks good so it looks good. really good uh, spider-verse yeah i i'm very interested i grew up with the original spider-man uh like animated series so i'm i'm all to be it. fair that's not the original one because there was like two or three before that the one in the 90s yeah wow yeah. wow wow original um, for our generation yeah original <laughs> for me dylan <laughs> No, I'm with you. No, I'm no, just I'm saying, just... like, when I found out there was, like, one in the 60s or 70s or whatever that was, like, yeah. him and Iceman and Fire Dude. Lady. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was like, oh, okay. They've Obviously, Spider-Man's been around the block a couple times. Yeah. yeah. No, the Inches by First movie looks really good. Yeah, John Mulaney really as Spider-Ham. Yeah. I didn't know I he was Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Ham. Spider-Ham. Oh, Spider-Ham. And uh, okay. Nick Cage's Spider-Man Noir. Pretty good. Speaking uh, of Nick Cage, did anybody see Mandy? So good. Oh, no, I haven't seen it. It's oh amazing. I, 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 heard see it. So I heard it was good. horrible. It's amazing. I can see why people would think it's horrible, <laughs> but it is actually It's one of the best movies I've seen good. in a long time. Oh, man. Okay. So um, I watched Mandy with Curtis, and then I was like, Curtis, you need to play Thumper. <laughs> it's weird how much those two go together it's yeah. the game yeah it really he played it for like 30 45 minutes and he was just like i see why we played this <laughs> um i want to see it i remember hearing when it was like going to can and going on like the indie film circuit yeah people it's... were raving about it and Ugh. i was like uh and that was before like there was it was like this was like eight months ago this was before there was a trailer this was before anything right there was like a still from the movie and that was it and i was like oh this sounds like Sounds like the kind of Nick Cage I, I want to pay to see. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's plot wise not that complicated. It's the well, it's Mario. A, it's a somebody stole your girlfriend. Yeah. It's a vengeance tale. Yeah, and he goes and like kills everybody, and that's the whole movie. And but so it's, it's, it's just it's film. Yeah, just or not like a dog. Dread. It's like, like John Wick. If like John Wick on acid, it, it yeah. literally is John right. Wick on. Yeah, because it's like yeah, it's like psychedelic. Yeah. And in mythological and fantastical, um, can you like he makes a battle axe, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right, real you're weird. selling me on this movie now. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of purples. I like the mm. color palette. Mm. It's, well, it's directed by the guy who did uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow, which was like a really drug trippy out like film. Okay, and so he like took all like the, the crazy drug trippy out stuff and moved it to like a slasher action movie. Uh huh. And it really just works for some reason and the composer is it johan johansson the guy that writes all music all the time everywhere yeah, yeah but the, i think i wrote like, like every was... taylor swift song or whatever no i don't oh. know about that oh i was thinking because there's like a swedish guy that's like basically like no, he, <laughs> he man did, behind the scenes for he every did pop a lot of the music for like uh the newer blade runner oh, okay. and some others so he's like okay. a very synthy dude but he he's dead and I think this is one of the last movies oh. he composed. Mm. I, I want to go see it. That sounds good. Um, taking a step back, since we mentioned Spider-Man, I beat Spider-Man, Marvel's Spider-Man. Of the mm. uh, web-slinging around New York mm-hmm. simulator? Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. I've I heard great really things. I really enjoyed it. They, It's pretty good on a lot of fronts, like the game, like the combat. It. So the, the, the problem I have with God of War is I always feel like I'm not keeping up with like the leveling curve because I'm mm-hmm. trying to mainline it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I always feel like like I'm always three steps ahead. Like I go to the smith and I'm like, hey, make me some new armor. And they're like, you don't have enough items for that. Or uh, like because because you don't have levels in God of War. You right. have an XP pool. And when you kill something, it just goes into your pool. And then when you want to go to your skill tree and, and upgrade something, like the first like three tiers of upgrades in the skill tree, you can just do as long as you have the, the right amount of XP. And then once you use the XP, it's like it's gone. It's yeah. basically just another currency. It's like point by, but it's not singular points. Right. And by the fourth or fifth tier, you have to have your stats at certain levels. So okay. it's like if you want this ability, your vitality, which is basically your stamina or your health. Yeah. Has to be at indicator. a certain level before you can... Right. Yeah. So my val- so I'm now at the point where my vitality has to be at 200. My vitality is currently at 11. <laughs> wow. And I'm like, how the fuck do I get from here to there? <laughs> yeah. Like, wow. You do it by, I guess, equipping better armor or whatever, but it just seems like... I don't think this, this skill curve seems a bit... I, I feel like... <laughs> I feel like stat requirements well. would would be taken into consideration pre armor. No, because that's the only way. Because you don't level up, right? So okay, the okay. only thing that increases your stats is armor. So if you take off all your armor, you're just completely useless. I think it's a prereq, and then once you unlock it, you have it. Interesting. So if your vitality dips back down below, I just I'm like, uh, this seems not well thought out. But in Spider Man, they're just throwing XP at you, and there's okay. like an actual level which doesn't mean anything because like I'll finish a main mission and it's like you just went from level twelve to level sixteen. I'm like, great. What can <laughs> I buy now? Buy, buy, buy. And then there they get it through these different types of tokens. So you have backpack tokens by finding backpacks. You have challenge tokens by like doing certain challenges your base tokens by like conquering former wilson fisk bases Mm -hmm. and all this stuff um and i didn't like i probably unlocked like a fraction of everything when i finished the game and it doesn't do the thing where when you beat the game it takes you back before the final boss fight Mm. you beat the game and it's like all right go go get everything else in the world like go go do it um, but the story is it's pretty good. Um, there's some parts where it's like a little, a little over the top. Um, there's a part where New York City basically becomes a military state. It goes on lockdown. There's like a PMC that's like roaming the streets and doing checkpoints and stuff. And they ground it in a really interesting part because there's like missions where you play as Miles Morales, and he has to like. Like, what's the day in the life of a guy that actually has to go through one of these checkpoints? You're not just Spider-Man just like, well, skip it, like fly over it, whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's still a little like, eh. um, like you know, Osborne, who's also the mayor, hired this PMC, and now they're just locking down the city. I feel like maybe like the governor or someone would have stepped in at this point. This seems a little weird. And there's like a bio terrorist attack and stuff. Um, but Doc Ox and Spider-Man's like. Their relationship builds in a really cool way that I really okay. appreciated. Um, it's kind of similar to the uh, Spider-Man Two, where he Doc Ock was kind of the the mentor. Well, yeah, for a well, it's, while. it's it's told at the beginning that Doc that you're working for Doc Ock, like okay. you're working for Doctor Octavius, like from the get go. Like yeah. that's that's not hidden, but like the way it builds, and I won't spoil anything because I mean, um, it's 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 different than like how Spider-Man Two does it. Um, but it's 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 really good, and I really liked it. Um, cool. makes me excited for a sequel or whatever. They're doing DLC where you like either play as Black Cat or or fight Black Cat or do something. I don't know. 
And there's like hints to black cat across the city and stuff. But um, I'm trying to see if I remember. Oh, so even beyond like the military state thing, like the, even just the basic surveillance state stuff is like super weird. Like Spider-Man's super chummy with the cops. And the mm. cops are like, hey, our surveillance towers are offline. Can you go <laughs> turn them back on for us? And it's like, sure, nice police officer. I'll go and make sure you can spy on citizens again. No mm. problem. And that's and that's how they like gamify the, oh, unlock parts of the city so you can see the map, blah, 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 blah. Like yeah. Assassin's Creed or Breath of the Wild Towers. Yeah. But it's still like, hey, I'm like turning back on this this corporate surveillance thing. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> That's hmm. weird. It's, it's the deep state slowly getting you okay with <laughs> mass surveillance. Yeah. Yep. They got you. They got me. No, the deep state is whatever is doing the opposite of whatever you're currently doing. Whatever you're doing is fine. Deep state's doing it. It's there. the shallow state getting you okay with <laughs> mass surveillance. <laughs> the shallow state. So, I saw, I don't remember who tweeted it, as, a, as another blunt segue. Um, <laughs> I'm ready. I saw, I saw a tweet about of like a collection of new articles and this guy was like man we've had like six indie apocalypses by by now yeah i'm like what does this even mean anymore like point is just the great indie depression that was damn good god damn it i could help that was very yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. um yeah i don't i don't know what to make of it there uh there's a polygon article which I did read. There was like, there are too many games. Right. Like, what do we do now? And well, then, people are still going to keep making games. And there was that GameIndustry.biz article where it was like, we need to actively tell indies not to be making games, which I did not read. So I don't know. Like, That might have been the one that I saw where it was like, we need to stop encouraging indie game developers because people don't know like what they're in for. And we can't, we can't continue to flood the market with like, Sub subpar, like I don't know. Which, to be fair, like gameindustry.biz, like it's in the name. They're very like business, industry focused. Like right. they're, they're going to have a very economic or business minded look at it, and just be yeah. like, "We have a simple solution. Just stop making games." Like there, and then everyone wins. It's like ah. Uh... I have the same way, you know, problem with the music industry. I think people should just stop making music. Yeah, I'm make things right. a lot music. easier. Yeah. <laughs> films too. Do you realize how many films come out every year? I mean, it's yeah. killing Movie Pass. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> That's the reason why Movie Pass failed. No, it's millennials. Millennials are killing Movie no. Pass. Millennials are killing everything. Did you opt in, opt out, whatever? I have done m- nothing. Movie Pass's latest <laughs> scheme so I, is they opted me out because I wouldn't opt into some program. But then they decided to opt me in unless I opt out to right. this other program. I think I'm in Wilson. But, but then they opted me into some other thing, which they promptly opted me out of. And so now I'm just being opted back in <laughs> to the original, I think. I, I opted I, I just not want, to do Movie Pass. Yeah, well, I, I signed up for Movie Pass. I used it one time. It fell under. It came back. I waited like a month <laughs> to see what was going to happen. They took away all of the flexibility of it i waited another month to see if flexibility was going to come back and then i just canceled it so i haven't done any opting in or out of anything you're I've also just opted in the opting out. game yeah i'm movie passes dream customer because i <laughs> bought it once i went and saw one movie and, you know and now there's it. been like 10 movies that i'm like oh well i need to i can't cancel now because i'm going to go see that 
And then that comes out in theaters. And I'm like, well, I can't see it today, tomorrow, next week, because I'm playing, like all these things planned. And then the movie's no longer in theaters. And since I've had it, I've seen that one movie, and that's it. <laughs> what movie? Uh, I don't even remember what it was. Finding Dory. <laughs> Incredibles 2. Uh, yeah, we saw that. Yeah. Incredibles 2 is... I liked it. I haven't seen it. You know what? You joke, but I do think that was it. Yeah? <laughs> I think it was Incredibles 2. Incredibles I mean, my gym is- does the same thing to me, where it's like, yeah, just... I'll get I'll I'll get there. Here's my thirty dollars. Yeah. I'll I'll get to the gym oh, someday. I I paid for Crunch for like two and a half years and never went. I mean, I went <laughs> I went I went I walked inside. I went and worked I went out. To sign up. I went and worked out for multiple hours, like three or four days a week for like six months, and then just never. I ate some raisin bran Crunch. Doesn't that count? Paying for Crunch sounds like a bad like street drugs. Like, it does. <laughs> hey man, <laughs> so crunch. Crunch. Hey man, you, you Crunch. You crunch. You want to crunch with me? I don't feel good right now. <laughs> I, um, I need to crunch, and you pick me up. <laughs> um, what the fuck are we talking about? Oh, we're talking about the, the quote unquote indie apocalypse. Yeah. So I wish I had a chance to read that that gameindustry.biz article, but I, I didn't. Um, I did read Zach Gage's thread on the matter. Will, mm. did you read that? Yeah, yeah. How would you feel about that? I think I we're, felt the same way that you felt, where it's just like, oh, <laughs> Zach Gage, you're a really cool, dude, but like. Bro, you're living in like Iron Man's house right now. Like, right. You, you're, what are your you, penthouse? What are you in talking about? Like New York City. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had good things to to. Uh, He's totally right. A hundred percent agree with him. Yes. Just um, not the right voice to be saying like, just do it for the art, survive, and then do it on the art. Well, another thing he was saying is that a lot of people have this kind of misconception of. Uh, and I might be misconstruing this with this article, other article I read, but uh, basically the the what I interpreted was you. So you know, I went to business school, right? Yeah, I was an entrepreneur major, and they're like, "All right, what's your what's your burn rate? What's your uh, business plan? What's your fucking like business model canvas? Like, what are, what are all these things? What's your MVP, most viable product?" And the thing is, that shit doesn't work for entertainment-based industries. Mm-hmm. Because I read this other article called uh, There's Not Enough Video Games, Everyone Should Be Encouraged to Make Them, or Video Games Are Just Art. Let me see. Uh, Brendan Kyo, I think is uh, how you pronounce the guy's last name. He's like a critic and a writer. Mm. And he um, he was also saying, like, making an indie game is not like making Pinterest or making slack or whatever right, right? like it's yeah not, it's totally it's, different it's not pure software it's like he made the comparison of we're all indie rock bands right we're all garage bands yeah where it's like hey you're gonna tool around by yourself or whatever and maybe a small small fraction of us will hit it big yeah and get really lucky and then maybe a somewhat larger fraction of us will make enough to be just sustainable mm-hmm um, but the fact is, since it's hit based and it's an entertainment industry, like that's not viable. So no matter whatever your business plan is, you know, a lot of it is probably going to be wrong or misconstrued or out of date in six months. Right. Um, Mike Rosa says like, you can't just assume that you can't do any research and it's all luck. Cause it's not all luck, right, right? but it's not all just as long as I work hard and suffer through it, I'm guaranteed something. Yeah. It's not. That's not how it works. And <laughs> there was a, um, I think it was Scott Benson was talking about it, and I kind of like branched off of his conversation. 
basically my conclusion was I think Indie Game the movie screwed a lot of people mm. by giving yeah. them the wrong preconceptions of how this all works yep. because it's about these guys suffering it's about Tommy and Edmund suffering it's about yeah. Phil Fish suffering and then at the end they become super mega successful and that's yeah. the arc and that's not the reality no not for for 99.95 five percent sure of it might even be more than that it it might be might take it out a couple more decimal places yeah i mean it 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 can happen but the chances are astronomically like it's very improbable that that's going to happen which shouldn't be depressing no i mean you you should (laughs) you should you should want to go into it because you're passionate about what you're doing. Yeah. You shouldn't go, I want to make indie games so I can be super mega rich. Or even like, I want to make indie games so I can have a sustainable business. Right. Right. E- like, even that. Um, if you make indie games and you end up with a sustainable business, that's great. Or, I mean, but like, at the very the, least, it's not like, a one to one. But you can't start off with zero knowledge, zero experience, zero, like, anything in the industry right and be like i'm gonna make a sustainable business in four years it's like yeah. uh, are we even far enough into this to see if any indies have been sustainable yet um, i mean i mean if you look at like fulbright like full like tacoma did not do nearly as well as gone home so it's right. like where does fulbright stand financially and even that i mean like post tacoma what's crazy what i'm saying is like when we talk about like sustainable indie things we're talking about like Two years into it, still alive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm still scraping <laughs> right. by. Well, and so my to, for me the the like still making rent. The, the <laughs> and maybe not even on time. The the model that I always look at is Supergiant, right? Who was instantly? I mean, yeah, they busted their asses and they have a great team and they just. But also they had AAA experience. Like, didn't they? Like, didn't Amir? I want to say one or two of them did. Okay. I don't think all of them did. Well, I mean, at the very least, like, I mean, Greg Kasaman had industry experience. Yeah. Like, he was on the well, journalist I, yeah, side. They all came in with more, well, a lot more than nothing. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, that's, you can't have a whole team that starts at nothing and get to greatness. You have, like, least not immediately. Have, yeah, there have to be stepping stones. Yeah. Since they started with a lot more than nothing, they had some, some stepping stones already laid out and bastion was a phenomenal release for them but bastion also was in an era where like indie games were still nascent and there was like oh yeah five yeah. of them right, right. It, yeah exactly bastion was like wait people can like do this yeah and and then transistor as a follow-up was phenomenal and pyre was a lot of fun i don't think it did as well as the other yeah two. i don't know financially how transistor or pyre did compared to um i know transistor Within eight months, had sold six hundred thousand copies. Okay, so pretty solid. Did they have a publisher for that? Or did they self-publish? Because Warner Brothers published Bastion. I thought Microsoft picked it up. Transistor or Bastion? No, no, no. There's a WB logo at the okay on okay. the splash screen. Um, I, yeah, I I don't know who picked uh if anyone picked up Transistor or Pyre. I can check. Um, but so I I mean to me. And like I, I don't know. I know they have a studio um, in a very expensive city. Like they're in, in a San very Francisco. expensive city, and I know that they've grown their team. I want to say they're like twelve or thirteen now. Yeah. Um, I know that they're working on their fourth game. Darren won't tell me about it, but um, son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm really glad I got to actually hang out with him a bunch at, at GDC and talk about stuff. He's 
super cool dude. But yeah, but like most of the indies you see, like high profile, either like works a shit ton of obscurity. Yep. Or they actually have AAA experience and you just didn't know about it, or industry experience. Like, like yeah, I they, mean, they they have had their hand on the pulse of the life stream of the business of of the the organism that is game design, and they say, okay, I think I could still do this if I took my hand off of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I mean, and, and some people do it out of like you know survival, like you know the studios that came out of um uh irrational after mm-hmm. irrational close and i don't know what's if anyone from telltale is even remotely interested in in doing that post telltale um, i mean i guess and i would not be surprised i wouldn't I be surprised like, i feel like everyone who works in the game industry is passionate about whatever they're doing in the game industry and if the studio that they were working for dies and they don't have another opportunity they'll probably just try and make one or leave the industry or leave yeah. or leave will you gonna say something uh, I was just uh, thinking about earlier, like uh, chasm, 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 chasm. <laughs> um, yes, what? Chasm. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, so, so when did when did um, Bastion come out? 2010? 2011? I got this laptop right here. You do have a laptop right Cheer. there. And I remember chasm kind of being like in that same wave of like twenty uh, eleven. Yeah. June 2011. So, so like 2011. So Chasm was kickstarted in 2012. Yeah, and I remember seeing it back then and thinking like, "There's no way that this isn't gonna be a giant hit." And well, how big was that Kickstarter? I'm sure he made a lot. Kickstarter was pretty big. I don't remember how much. Um, not not for sure. Not the biggest Kickstarter I've seen. The Heartforth Alicia Kickstarter was pretty massive. So was the Hyperlight Drifter. Yeah, Hyperlight Drifter in, in, Kickstarter in a, was like six hundred. Where Kickstarter was viable, more viable. But like Kickstarter it, is a dumpster fire now. Four games, I will say that Kickstarter is totally viable if you're doing tabletop. People just throw it's really dumpster weird. dumpsters full of money at tabletop these days. Yeah, um, but like it's Chasm sort of felt like Owlboy to me, and that like yeah they were really onto something and they didn't strike soon enough. Well, it was just, it took too long. Yeah. Like, I mean, they wanted to do it right and that's great for them. It takes time. But yeah, they but just, people lose, you people lose interest. doing it right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Should have did it wrong. Got Never it out in two right. years. Never whole ass what you can half ass. <laughs> um, uh, Chasm made 191,000. It's Kickstarter. How much did it ask for? Do they do they even surface that after the thing closes? Yeah, yeah. Well, they asked for one hundred fifty thousand. God, could you imagine asking for one hundred fifty thousand dollars today? Oh, jeez. On a games Kickstarter. The the, so so yeah. I mean, we I did a Kickstarter right um two years ago. Has it been that long? Would you ask? I asked for fifteen thousand. And what, and, was, and what was the response? The response was, well, so the, I'll say 80% of the response was, really excited about this game, the art needs to be better. Uh, which is why I spent a year and a half redoing all the art. Um, and it's way better now. But, um, well, there was... Let's see what Kickstarter says. <laughs> there, was a, um, there was a guy who messaged me directly and he said hey uh, i'm also an indie developer and so i 
basically so I know what I'm talking about. And he was like, I'm trying to figure out why you need wait why you need fifteen thousand dollars. Why you need eight <laughs> pittance? Why, yeah, why you need I'm trying to figure out are, why you need fifteen or something thousand dollars for for art and music. Um this game does not look that complicated. Uh I've made similar games and then what was the other there was like one other big point that he made. He was like, Oh yeah, um I'm pretty sure you're making this game in MS Paint, so like you don't have like software licensing or anything that you have to pay for. And I I read that message and I, I just like I just ignored it. I was like, I I don't I can't even I process like, really tr- like drilled into that dude like that's you what need I to show me to your do. games right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanted to do, but I was like, no, it's not worth it. And little, then, little do you realize, he was writing that message from his fifth grade geography class. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then, yeah, so the the Kickstarter pulled in like twenty three hundred or something like that. Um, and maybe two weeks before the end of it, so about halfway through it. Um, that same guy put in a dollar and I was like, that's curious. He put in a dollar so he could comment on it. Yeah. No, that's what people do. The very first line in his comment, I, I put in a dollar so I could comment on this. And he was like, I messaged the creator about my, you know, my concerns (laughs) for this project. And he, you know, he never responded to me like publicly on the Kickstarter and was just like, you know, just laid out all this stuff. And I was like, oh, deep breath. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this I, guy's just like on Kickstarter all day for months, just being like, you made that guy <laughs> so mad. And, 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 and so I like, I tried to like calmly respond to his thing. And he'd be like, well, you said it's like Shining Force, but I don't see this and this and this and this. And I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> Sounds like a great dude. I'm not building their exact engine if I wanted that. I would just fucking play Shining Force. That, that's Ugh. the really frustrating thing about like doing anything on the internet is that you'll get people that will come up to you and just like rip you apart and stuff. But if it were real life, A, they wouldn't come up to you and rip you apart. And yeah. B, if they did come up to you and rip you apart, you could at least size the person up and be like, oh, you know, given the way this person talks, the way that, you know, <laughs> the fact that he's got no shoes or whatever, like yeah. this guy is like clearly not okay. But in, online, everyone, like there's that that disconnect where they can kind of hide behind avatars and you can't really tell if you're talking to somebody who's in third grade yeah. or like a man in like a business suit or, you know, well, I mean, I think the dead giveaway for that was that they saw 15,000 and like, that's too much. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. but the thing is you kind of lose yeah. sight of that kind of stuff when you're the person being attacked. It's easy yeah, to like yeah. see somebody else being attacked and be like, all right, well, this guy's kind of a jerk. But at the same point, if you're the one being attacked, you're like, there's a certain part of your psyche that goes, Oh wait, wait! Did I did I do something wrong? Yeah. So so the the biggest thing that I got out of the Kickstarter, which thank thank God the Kickstarter was not funded, because then I would have had to like actually answer to people that gave me money, uh, and I definitely don't want to do that. But <laughs> um, yeah, the biggest thing that came out of it was like, okay, let me let me like rethink how I'm doing art, and I had done the art very specifically, um. I guess kind of like low quality because I was like, oh, it's, you know, it's a 16-bit game and they didn't look that much better back then. And and there was just this huge like valley that I had not built a bridge over and I did not realize it. Right. 
And so and that's now, the thing now about, I look back and I'm like, holy fuck, how did I ever do art that, that was this bad? And that's how, and that's like the thing with Indiepocalypse, like try and tie it back. It's people don't know what they don't know. Yeah. So yeah. it's a lot of people mm-hmm. like wanting to make a go at it and it's great. Like, of course they want, like, you know, we'll create a whole community about people making games Yep. and people should yeah. be making more games. Uh, Will and Lauren. Um <laughs> Will needs Thank to you. make more games. And it, <laughs> it, but like that does not immediately rocket you to, oh, I made something, therefore I'm valid towards right. making something like professional grade. Right. Which is not a bad thing. Like once we recognize like this garage band yeah. mentality, and it's like we're all just tooling around and stuff, and maybe we'll make something that's even worth. Right. selling and then maybe then we'll have something that's even worth like that might you know i'm not trying to say worth like oh this game's better but, but like it it just because you're making something does not mean it's guaranteed you're you 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 should guarantee a livelihood on it right right well and it's like it's like dave Grohl said if you want to be a musician round up a bunch of friends get a bunch of instruments together get in a get in a garage and just fucking suck Right. For months and months and months. <laughs> and eventually, you might start to not suck. And then if you keep going, you might actually start to do something that is valid. And then just keep at it. And that's basically how every musician starts. You just put a whole shit ton of time into it being terrible so that you can figure out how to not be terrible. Mm-hmm. And not everybody can figure out how to not be terrible. But you can't start day one and go i'm gonna be amazing and actually do it right i mean and i think the problem with like the internet is that there's some permanence yeah to everything yeah so, i mean there's permanence to this podcast right like yeah. if i go back and listen to our first episodes like oh jesus christ what were you doing <laughs> um but even like you know there's permanence even to like a, a problematic point of view like there is um a couple articles that were going around about how like you know, every YouTuber is now a problematic fave because every YouTuber that's now in like in their mid twenties and they're hip and whatever and they're really popular might have at one point been in high school and using pretty oh, yeah. shitty derogatory language, not knowing any better. But all that stuff is saved online, so eventually you're just gonna have this permanent arc of like someone being anonymous, being shitty, you know, just using language they shouldn't be, but yeah. they don't know any better. Maybe getting popular getting really popular and then all that shit's revealed yep. and then the apology video eventually comes out and like that's your cycle well, so um, and there's a difference between that and like uh jake paul at a pewdiepie level like i'm not right. talking about that yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. like those all people right. those people seem like legitimately terrible people yeah. i'm talking about people <laughs> that like just didn't know any better and using like i am ableist language or yeah i'm forever grateful that the internet was not established enough when i was a dumb like teenage piece of shit that <laughs> I that my teenage piece of shit self does not have that much permanence uh in today's world. Uh my other my second point of that is yeah, um this j- literally just happened again. There's a writer named Chuck Wendig. Oh yeah, with the comic skate who, stuff. Yeah, who who was writing for Marvel on Star Wars on two different projects and one of the projects was like revealed and he was like, okay, cool. There wasn't like a big amount of like fan backlash and like things are going okay. And the next week he gets fired because he used uh, 
he he was too negative, quote unquote, on Twitter in the past. I mean, that's a little different because what I read had happened there is that it was like because he had he had written like um, gay characters into Star Wars and all this other stuff. And a lot of people were coming out and complaining. And he I remember one thing he said, he said, if you're complaining about like diverse characters being in Star Wars, you're not the rebels. You're the, the fucking empire. Um, and then, I a thousand percent agree with that. Sure. But I think, <laughs> I think that's different than like someone being. Um, being a teenager and saying gay slurs and then that okay, coming yeah, yeah, out yeah. later. My, like my, th- th- those are, those my, are different my, my things. My two points were not really connected. I just had two points about it. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm that whole thankful. Shit, the whole thing was shitty. Yeah, like Marvel wh- or Disney or whatever, like between that and like the... What's his name? James Gunn. Yeah. Um, well, and and you, you know what James Gunn is doing now, right? <laughs> yeah, that's weird. <laughs> whole, like, hey, you know what? Fuck you guys. Walk across the street and go write Suicide Squad 2. Yep. That's fucking weird. My question is, were they unfamiliar with James Gunn's work before that? Because he (laughs) did like Tromeo and Juliet and like all like this really like dark like slasher shit back in the day. And well, I think he, you know, he was so I saw I think like his tweets are one thing, but like what he actually put on film was like, yeah, but like that was that was his style. Right. Well, I mean, like the James Gunn thing's weird because you know, he said really shitty stuff in the past and Disney should have known about it. And then the people that revealed it were not, you know, it was not a good faith effort on the people that revealed it oh, no. because they were just <laughs> right. shitty alt-right people because James Gunn said something crappy about uh, Trump. And it's like, I think Patrick Klepek said something to the effect of like, James Gunn said shitty things in the past. Uh, Disney did not do due diligence when they fired him. These can both be true at the same time. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, but I mean that gets away from the greater point of like you know, Indies are having a tough go at it. But one might say they had always had a tough go at it. Mm-hmm. They're just now realizing again for the twelfth time that we're having a tough go at it. I, I feel like this problem has been around for forever in all the sort of any creative medium. Yeah, every yeah. creative medium everyone wants to get into, and they expect to like do real well, and then they don't do real well, and then. Well, I mean, I think that there's like a little bit of difference in that. Like, if you're a musician, you can be a shitty musician and still get gigs around town. You True. can, but right. you'll there get aren't... gigs that you paid to play at. Right. I mean, I guess the th- uh, you could maybe find that if you're a contractor or you do like development streams or right. something like there would be there would be sources of revenue for like a gig indie dev yeah um it's just they're not well established because everyone's still looking at the the super meat boys and the, right. the yeah bithel games and the super giants of the world i mean like, that's why I want that that's like a big reason why like i really choose to like be active in my support of like itch because I think that that's like a marketplace that uh, allows independent creators to be a little bit more risky and still be in like a sort of safe and like healthy marketplace. Yeah. Um. So I, I just feel like there should be more. There should be more things like itch, and there should be. I mean, like the reason Lauren and I started RV game jams was because like, Oh, we don't really have a community of game developers in Richmond. We have game developers, but there's no community. And mm-hmm. that kind of yeah. thing is just like sort of necessary for creative, uh, professions to thrive. I think I agree. Um, I think now for like RV game jams, I think it like it now exists 
it's it, it has existed and then now it needs a like a manifesto or something yeah well that could be i'm just kidding Manifestos are usually okay. Well, dangerous. Whatever, whatever word <laughs> you want to use. No, what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Have you been branded yet, Justin? If you want to be a real member of, the game I got the Jones. brand right here. We'll heat it up for you. <laughs> just tell me. Just tell me by part. Don't even tell me. But just tell me a section. Just tell me like above the waist, below the waist, wherever. Right here on the forehead. Yeah. Right between the eyes. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, like, obviously the indie apocalypse stuff, it just, it, it kind of seemed silly. I mean, the way Polygon contextualized it was both they knew about it, but also phrased it of like, and maybe those for new readers of like, what? What's <laughs> happening? In case you haven't been tuning in so far. Yeah. That's uh pretty much it. Um, this Telltale stuff has still been going on. I'm just bring it up pretty briefly since we talked about last roundtable. Um, there has been a class action suit using the Warren Act uh, oh. against Telltale that we mentioned last time. The Warren Act being you have to give people a uh, 60 days notice mm-hmm. or proper notice depending on which law you're you're citing. And there's some stipulations that protect you from that as an employer. So like if you're, un- if you're a failing business or unsustainable business or something, you can basically not have to follow that regulation um i don't know if telltale technically falls into that um i think they're pursuing it in federal court not state court which Uh is weird because the federal warren act law is a lot less stringent Mm. than the california-based one so i don't know why they pursue the california-based one or maybe they're I don't know. I don't know what the what the goal is. Any remote? Yeah, I was gonna say if they had like remote or international Uh people, I'm not sure they might not be covered by the California. But why not just do both then? Yeah, for For, one for the 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 California employees and one for you know just the employees across the states. Anyways, uh, we'll see what happens with that. I mean, in 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 the meantime, the rest of that skeleton crew is gone. Yeah, yeah. They the twenty five that was left remaining. They're not working there anymore. And uh, but don't worry, guys, because Robert Kirkman's coming to save the day. Uh, Skybound Games, which is Robert Kirkman's company, Robert Kirkman being the creator of The Walking Dead, the comic, mm. uh, says they will help finish the final season of Telltale's Walking Dead. Yeah, not sure what that means. Uh, may mean that they are going to try to get as many people back from telltale as possible and have them on a contract I read a basis. few people saying that that's definitely not the case so far oh really <laughs> yeah. no one's reached out to them yeah that's wow um, so i don't know what are they just gonna open up that design doc or whatever and take those concept take the concept art and i mean i, I would love it if you play the game and halfway through <laughs> there's just like a giant like abrupt change in art styles and right. like everything like the, the like the tech is somehow even worse. Yeah, because yeah. it's like the audio quality is just like laptop mic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, no, so it's like the voice actors. Well, that's the thing. Like all the people that are like that weren't staffers, like the voice mm. actors or whatever. Like that's easy peasy, relatively speaking. Like you could easily get the the voice actors for Clementine back into a recording booth and get all her lines out. It's just who's writing those lines. Yeah, who's yep. like who's project lead? Who's doing all that stuff? Um, well, most most voice actors have home studios anyway. Yeah, I mean, these that, days. like I said, that's that that yeah. stuff's relatively painless. I'm not saying like, I mean, obviously, like that voice actress has to grapple with: Do I want to 
do I want to be anywhere near this? Or if there's a contract, has you know Skybound inherited a contract that that actress might have signed? But like, hey man, if you don't have anyone that worked on that engine, good luck trying yeah. to work your way around it. Because I mean, it was hard enough for the you know the engineers at Telltale to to work with. Yeah. It. Like they they had the hardest time working with those tools, and they're you know pretty upfront about that. Um, and you're just gonna give get some random C plus plus engineers like here you go, here's this proprietary engine that there we got. Go. Uh, and try to get these models working. In I wonder it. if they have any documentation. I don't. I mean, like the way they describe that working environment, where they yeah. were just like working project to project, always crunching. Then yeah, I'd say probably not. God, I could. I can only imagine. But uh, I mean, man, I just you know. I hope the best for everyone. I mean, yeah. I would. I would like to see that. That. You know, I would like to see that season seen through. But I mean, that's. Not top of Not mind. Like this. Yeah. I would want to see. Well, I mean, I care about the employees more than I care yeah. about that, that that product. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I don't think anyone should take this deal, any former employees, unless yeah. they know exactly, you know, what it is. It's definitely not full employment. They're not going to, like, they're going to finish this and then they're gone. Like, I don't think Skybound, because Skybound, I think focus most is, focus focuses mostly on uh tabletop i think skybound focused most mostly on tabletop so has skybound done any game dev before i think they have i think there's like a handful i i remember seeing that logo on something hmm uh skybound games i was listening to another podcast and they were saying that like fact checking's shitty and not good and i'm like man it's best to give people correct information yeah just like right spitballing not. i like to wildly make things up and then say them in the microphone <laughs> hey man um it's my hope to one day work for fox news <laughs> wow <laughs> look at that <laughs> boom wow i don't see uh fox and friends you're already on a couch <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't see a uh a, um, oh the long dark oh the slime rancher or some games oh that they oh. help publish. Those didn't okay. do horribly. Yeah. This is pretty recent. April this year is when this sub. Yeah, but I think they did a lot of tabletop stuff before then. That's cool, though. Um, but yeah. Um, hope the best for them. We'll see We'll see if anything else comes, comes out of it. Um, I mean, if it does, I mean, we won't really have time to talk about it this year because this is kind of like our last, like, regular episode yeah we'll have some more round tables but alex kind of wants to do a full god of war spoiler cast mm. uh coming up soon but we'll see um does anyone else have anything to talk about um on my also on my list of games that i'll get to eventually is uh dragon quest 11 yeah yeah I was, i've heard very good things. i have too and i was gonna ask like it looks you, really good are you mostly a square guy or do you touch the enix part of square enix um I touch my it's, it's, it's more it's more that I have never really been big into Dragon Quest as a series. Um I played the shit out of Dragon Quest Builders because it's literally just Zelda and Minecraft mashed together. Right. Um and Dragon Quest Builders 2 is just gonna ruin my fucking life because they're adding Oh, I didn't know they're making a sequel. Yeah, um you it's four player co op. You can get on a boat and just travel around to different islands. Um you can component build things together like you can put a bunch of pieces of glass together to make a big glass wall and build like aquariums 
Ooh. Um, you can also farm <laughs> and cook. And I'm like, fuck, am I just going to play anything else? <laughs> um, I wouldn't have to live anymore. <laughs> I put I put like 40 or 50 hours into it the weekend it came out. Wow. It's addictive as fuck. <laughs> I played a little bit of the demo. It, I don't think it was my cup of tea, even though I was really excited for it. But yeah, I think I think maybe it was just the demo, but a lot of the prompts were like driving me insane. Yeah. Oh, and the mm. UI is not great. The UI is not great. Um, but the the prompts do like immediately go away okay. after the demo. Um, but but yeah, so Dra- Dragon Quest Eleven, I've heard is a, a very big breath of fresh air for the series. I've heard good things. Um, I've heard very good things. It looks amazing, and um, slimes look even slimier. They're very <laughs> slimy. Uh, so I'll, I'll pick it up. Okay. Um, I did. I will say, uh, in case Sam is listening at some point. Um, he said he would. After <laughs> Sam. <laughs> fucking Sam. Hey Sam. Um, fucking Sam. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying Europe, yeah. Sam. <laughs> He's playing Forza Horizon Four in the UK, which I feel like is the only way to have that experience. Yeah. Pretty meta. Drive um, through the British countryside <laughs> while living in Britain. Yeah. Um, but so after I finished up Horizon Zero Dawn, which I got to fill my Breath of the Wild void, I ended up with a substantial horizon zero dawn void and i got the witcher 3 oh and i put get ready to sink your teeth in i put maybe an hour hour and a half in beat it 100 percent. I'm, I'm just not feeling it <laughs> really? really i just can't i can't i don't know what it is uh i bet it's a combination of everyone telling you that game is amazing and you're sick of other people telling you how to feel about this game <laughs> no it, it, it has nothing to do with that actually actually no validate me <laughs> <laughs> um i think i think the biggest thing that's throwing me off is that i'm used to the precision movement in breath of the wild and horizon you can sh- okay and it just feels kind of sloppy in Oof. witcher 3 you don't have a comment section on this do you <laughs> <laughs> well i'm thinking justin might be using the uh release walk does, does he take take a second to like get up and start walking yeah like, yeah is that a they, settings they thing? fix that yeah because everyone hated that yeah because i was like i have to like time pressing a button to pick up an herb or i have to time stopping at it so i can pick it up that's yeah. annoying as fuck yeah go into the settings there should be a setting for the walk um this could change Google everything it. yeah no. Okay. I had the same problem. I was like, "Why the fuck is he? Why is Geralt why, why tripping just, over himself yeah, every like, time he goes to walk?" If I if I tap the joystick, I don't want to take three steps. No, that that was a huge thing at okay. launch because people because they were like, "We made this awesome walk cycle. It feels supernatural. Mm. Like it's really great." And everyone was like, well, "What the fuck?" Is, yeah. I just vomited. Fix your fusely. I'm picking up the controller. Fix your blend tree, man. No, they no they okay. they, they address that. Okay, that's that's all in there. All right, give it. Try I, switching I, that. Give it another shot. I, I will. I, I am I with will, you. That was that was like, I I don't even know if I can play this after the fucking polished glory that was Horizon. Yeah, I would try it. Try it again. Okay, okay. That that could change everything. In in the realm in the realm of uh, open world RPGs, did you any of you guys see that Harry Potter footage? Uh, I, yeah. I missed the bit. video. Because of all the videos have been taken down for it. I saw it the the morning came out because I have the Wario sixty four tweets turned on so it was uh, like harry okay. potter open world rpg i was like what and so i looked at it and i was like wow the the information that i have received about it uh is is exciting it, it you know what so what's cool is that it doesn't touch harry potter at all mm-hmm. it's like in the 1800s yeah no that's the, i don't want i don't want to i don't want that story anymore i'm done i've 
we've oh, had that I bet story. you it's still going to be like a chosen one kind of. Oh no, like, no, no, that's yeah. that's fine. But not him, not Voldemort, not you, that time. You don't want it to. You don't want him like your creator character just being Harry is, Potter. Be like, no, 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 not being Harry oh. Potter, but like the Godfather video games where it's like the Godfather's happening, and then like focus on the background and like your character's like waving like hey <laughs> you know it's it's harry potter like fighting the the basilisk and then he's just like tap dancing in the background so like, you go harry you got it oh my god little do you realize you actually play a reincarnation of harry potter and you find out that you were the mystic harry potter the entire time like third act <laughs> the harry potter was inside of us all along <laughs> yeah no that's i i've actually uh <laughs> i've been i've been pretty deep into a lot of the info and design around Harry Potter because um, I'm converting the D&D 5th edition system to a Harry Potter system because I'm going to run a one-shot for some friends of mine. Sounds all right. Um, um, pretty excited about there it. There were some weird tonality things in that trailer. It was a little dark. Well, it started It started off like really happy Harry Potter style. Like You walk through the things, you see all like the, you see the, the floating candles and all that. And it's like, it looks like Harry Potter movies and everything like that. And then suddenly there's orcs being impaled on walls. Yeah, he's like shooting brickwork and it's crumbling (laughs) and it's like destroying shit. Like it was, it was weird. It was strong. I was kind of into it. messages. Yeah, I don't Um, know. There was a little bit of UI that showed like the different spells you can map. So I think it's going to be like map four spells to the face button. And Mm -hmm. then he does like Expelleramus or Reparo or um, that's kind of, I don't know. I think... Someone was saying, I think Austin Walker was saying on Waypoint, like, how has this not already happened? Because I feel like Harry right. Potter is, like, prime for an open-world RPG and not these I, kind of garbage license games. Right. I've, I've always wanted, like, cool, Pottermore, I could go to a website and click my way through this experience. <laughs> right. Fuck that. Give me... J- yeah, just give me, like, a Harry Potter MMO. Well, someone else was talking about how um, the license game is coming back in a big way. Oddly enough, really? yeah. Like ever since, I mean, obviously, you know, the Arkham games were kind of a precursor to that. But I mean, you got this this Spider-Man game. Oh, that's true. Crystal that's Dynamics true. is working on that Avengers game. I mean, obviously, that's all Disney shit. But I mean, like, uh, you Mordor, you know, a very the Walking good, Dead, The Walking Dead. Um, but I'm talking more AAA stuff. No, I mean, um, yeah, yeah. Who's uh, a Walking District? What are we talking about? <laughs> um, you're seeing more of that stuff, and I swear to God, I feel like. The shit comes and goes with THQ. I swear to God. Ooh. THQ dies. License games go away. THQ. <laughs> they're like the fucking tide that like <laughs> tells you when license games are like a plenty. Okay. Like as soon as THQ got resurrected, here come all the license games again. I mean, that's just my silly bullshit nonsense. Um kind of want to read a little bit of the guy so this fo- footage was snuck from like a like mall right like right. like he like didn't test. know what he was like yeah, yeah he's like so he was like yeah i'll take 20 bucks and watch something for a little bit and at a mall kiosk and then he was like holy fuck uh well he was less holy fuck okay so this comes from so the leak came from this reddit user username vape this bro yep yep <laughs> yep, yep, yep 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 um he says that the footage is leaked as in, he went into a room for a focus group, took a sneak video, and uploaded it. This isn't some marketing ploy. If you notice the bottom right-hand corner of the video, it's censored because it has a serial number identifying me so Warner Brothers can be can sue the ever-living shit out of me. Jeez. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the, the morning this went up, I watched it, and I was like, oh, this looks cool. And then, like, lo and behold, like, 
six hours later, like they were all pulled down by, by the Warner time Brothers. I found out about it, all the videos were gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some screenshots. I mean, I'm maybe someone duplicated the video and put Get it on, on the dark web. Yeah, go to Daily Motion. You'll, you'll find. Has has anything else leaked besides that video yet? No, I don't think so. That? Okay. Um, yeah, he said I, it was one of those mall survey groups. It wasn't. I wasn't allowed to have a camera. The signs in the lobby say no phones, but no one checked me. The guys who did all the paperwork looked like they gave zero fucks about their jobs, <laughs> and we're getting anyone and everyone who could do the viewing to do it. I got paid to watch it, um, and then he like wrote down some marketing copy that he found. And yeah, it takes place in the 19th century. Uh, you received a a late letter to hogwarts so you're a fifth year even though this is technically like your first year at hogwarts i'm like okay so this is like how they justify it like you're not 11 yeah yeah and going to harry potter because that would be weird this I 11 mean, year old I, murdering orcs or whatever the fuck true 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 i could be into it uh, <laughs> honestly i don't give a fuck make me 11 have me start up day one i'll play through seven fucking years of hogwarts i honestly I feel like that's the entire appeal of harry potter is like this go through the entire thing well, I mean, like it's it's so much like it's your it, wizard emo stage. When I watched it for yeah. the first time last within the past couple years. Uh, it just occurred to me, like, oh, this is summer camp, where it's just like every year, I know what to expect. I get into it, have a good time, and then wait a year. Yep. And like, wait, like you watching the movies or being a wizarding student? Everything. Okay. That that reading the books, all of it. Okay. It's just like. This is this year, and then we're out of it, and then we go back into it. And it's just like this very iterative like experience. I mean, in the same sense that we're now experiencing like Star Wars movies, where it's just like every year we're going to get one, yeah, and it's going to be fun to dip into it and then get back out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. And Harry Potter being tied to school years, I just feel like that formula super worked out for it. So yeah. would you rather this be like seven installments of a video game where I, it's year first year here's the game you so play through the what, entire school year what i feel like it's gonna I, be is i would like be totally down with a triple a experience <laughs> where it tells like a complete story in like a very for me probably extremely too like slow pace like drip drip get that dopamine get that dopamine <laughs> you found the wand collectible item but like i think I mean, this is just like me being an idiot, but like how I would do it is like have like these little, I don't want to say episodic because I don't want to be like episode one, but like episodic sort of bite-sized things where like, here's you year one for two hours. Mm, Year one plays like bully, except in Hogwarts. And I mean, like it, it could ramp up in the same way that the movies ramped up where there's always like these little points of action, but like there's the, a ever-growing threat yeah the feel of the first movie compared to the last movie is just like this is a movie for little children and this one's a movie for teens uh well yeah and, and i mean the, the the feel moved away from kids by like the third one yeah it, in, yeah. in my i mean opinion. there was murder in the fourth one well yeah the murder and like Harry like almost dies fighting a dragon and like the fourth one was a lot crazier but the third one I mean th- you have the Dementors yeah. you have it started you have dark. a prison and he's like worried he's gonna be killed by this you know this this escaped maniac 
before you know anything about Sirius Black. The second one was like a little creepy because you had the snake and you didn't really know where Voldemort fit into things yet. And the first one was very much like a beginning of the tale kids movie. Yeah, yeah, I think. But I think so. Like, I'm not trying to say that like Harry Potter's for children, even though it definitely is. <laughs> what I'm saying is like they found that like grown ass adults really don't mind and actually really like this first movie as yep. much as they like the last movie. It's a Christmas movie. I would say it's way better. I feel like they got worse. I feel like there really? was... Well, I think seven, both parts of seven are not um, super great. They're, they're fine. They're okay. They're, they're fine. They're, they're, an, they're an acceptable... They're so fine. They are so okay. I don't even feel like arguing about whether or not how okay they are. <laughs> that's, that's fair. They're, they're an acceptable close to that series of movies. Yes. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it could be the f- case that they just want to do a one and done because they don't know how well it's going to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's like totally they're, they're fair. Just probably scared. I feel like they've been practicing that for a while, especially with like the the newest mobile game is like extremely well polished. Yeah, but that's for a, a mobile, mobile game. game. Well, right, but I mean, they're still mo- like testing. That mobile water. game was also. I mean, I feel like Harry Potter is perennial. I'm just saying yeah, yeah. how how hungry are people for a Harry Potter AAA open world RPG? I think I think people are a lot hungrier. I think people are hungrier than they think. Yeah, and I think people are hungrier than the developers. I mean, look at the Spider. Look at Spider Man. Spider Man right. is like now the fastest and highest selling game PS4 game. Yeah, and before that, it was God of War. It's because they finally let you just web sling around all you wanted. That's all people have ever wanted. No, I think they wanted <laughs> just tight it. corridors where you um. <laughs> there was a lot of QTE segments. <laughs> That's why no, it's one. That's why I think they won. Uh, no. I'm Kazarai. I'm. I'm. I want to ask you a question about Spider-Man. Okay. Would you call it an open world game? Yeah, because you can go and do whatever, okay. and they actually like very well like funnel you towards doing whatever. Because like there are points where you finish a mission, a main story mission, and then Peter goes, "I have some time to kill. I should go check out the city. I should go uh. make sure everything's going all right." Because there's just there's shit popping off all the time, like crimes. That sounds like D and D and all that stuff. Um, it's it's pretty well manufactured. I say manufactured makes it sound artificial, but it like it's got a groove to it, where it's like it's never super hindering you on your play style. Right. Like if you're like, I want to do all this side shit, I want to collect every backpack. Right. Um. Or if you just want to mainline the thing, it it keeps you open no matter what. There I'm are extremely curious about the game. <laughs> there are points where it's like you're getting your 18th backpack in the past hour or whatever, and Peter's like, "I should really check on Aunt May because that's like the next leg uh, of, of the of the main storyline." Right. Um. And people have found that a little <laughs> agitating, but my spider sense goes says go back to the main plot line. Yeah. And then and, I mean whatever like. And now that I finished it, I can go around and, and do whatever the fuck. Well, and I think on the other side of that, like, yeah, I could see where people would be like, fuck off. Let me run around and collect shit for five hours if I want to. But I think it also serves or could serve as like, say someone goes and runs around for an hour to collect stuff and then puts the game down for two weeks and comes back to it. And they're like, oh, I was running around. I don't know where the fuck I'm going. And then because I assume they just have it on a timer. Um, or For something what? where he's like, For, "Oh, I should go check on yeah, him," yeah, and they're like, definitely, "Oh definitely. yeah, I gotta yeah. go over and do that." And I mean, there's a mission log, so you can just be like, "Okay, well, boop, never mind." Okay, then. what do we do? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, yeah, if you want to check it out, Will? Just all these modern features. Get a PS4. Modern <laughs> just get a PS4. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Borrow someone's PS4. I, I think I'm I'm looking into it. Yeah, and play it. 
and be just, like, this is garbage. Just wait like three well, more so years like, and you can get a PS4 for open like 100 bucks. World now, like I feel like 10 years ago, if you said open world game, people would just interpret that as a world big. That's open. You can go wherever. Uh-huh. <laughs> but now open world game implies so much. Yes. That like, yeah. I mean, I know it does have like the towers that reveal map and that's very like open world 2018. And people but. are talking about Red Dead Redemption 2 as if it's like mm. flip the script on like, right. okay, this is what open world, like this is what Red Dead and other games of its ilk from that era from like 2010 like, yeah. set stuff up to be for the next decade. Okay, we're going to set stuff up for the next next decade. Right. Um, With things like they're very kind of nuanced and I guess some would say natural feeling like dialogue system where it's not like you're not walking up to an NPC pressing X and like engaging in dialogue. You hold down a trigger and you have like a suite of options to like intimidate or greet or whatever and just mm-hmm. shit kicks off like that. Oh. Like something something that was described to me which I actually really uh, really like is that Arthur Morgan who's the main character he like rides in the town and there's a guy who's there's like a horseshoer and he's like putting a horseshoe on a horse and you can like you hold the trigger and aim at the guy and be like um, greet interact or just ignore him or whatever and the player playing like and greeted them so Arthur Morgan was like hey hey howdy hey fellow cowpoke or whatever he you know he says <laughs> hi to him the guy looks up to like greet him gets distracted the horse kicks the dude in the head just like back kick and <laughs> dude falls to the ground dead just dead <laughs> And the player was like, "Oh shit! Like I just, <laughs> I just killed this dude." <laughs> hey, there is a million ways to die yeah. in the West. Yeah. Well, so the point is that, like, if they had not engaged in that, he would have been fine. That man would still be alive. I wouldn't be yeah. dead. Cause and effect. Yeah. Um, also, I don't know if you've noticed because they've been hiding it from all of the marketing, but there's horse testicles in it. No, I, <laughs> I think there was a long conversation about the horse testicles, and I think Kirk has a friend that works there. Yeah, and message oh, him about there's it. There's a team working on it. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you need you need your you need your technical artist, you need your concept artist. You we need were joking around. Physics I was saying engineer. It would be funny to be that guy, but no, there yeah, there's there's a team. multiple guys. There's at least three or four guys. I can almost guarantee. <laughs> Where's my balls team? <laughs> balls team. Balls team. In the back. Balls team definitely had a party that week. <laughs> we did it, guys. We got in the news cycle. Go team horse balls. There's like a <laughs> cake in the shape of yeah horse nuts. No, it's just a field of frosting. it's just a field of cake pops. Hey hey hey. <laughs> um, it's two cake pops stuck together. Oh yeah 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 doubles. There I apologize go. for bringing that up. That's <laughs> fine. Uh, we made it this long, Robbie. Goddamn. Right. <laughs> but I think we learned a lot today, guys. Mm. And apocalypses and triple A's and yep. the the Harry's Potter. That's a plural Harry Potter, right? <laughs> horse yeah, balls. Harry's Potter, yeah. And horse testicles. Um, so now this will be this will be our last mm. regular round table. Mm. This one, I promise. Unless Alex is deathly sick for the rest of the year and we just I'm Grant. planning on losing a foot next next couple of weeks. So. We'll have to work around that. I it's guess the amazing thing about losing a foot, you can still talk. <laughs> <Ooh>. What? <laughs> Say what? But then you just become the guy that always talks about your foot. <laughs> no, this game reminds me of guys. That's how I lost my foot. <laughs> There's um, like three microphones that are just talking, and one guy in the background screaming. Like, oh, I'm <laughs> <laughs> just still trying to get attention. Yeah, I so, do the other one. <laughs> bye, bye, righty. <laughs> Um, 
but yeah, going forward, so we'll have a couple more uh, guest episodes going up. I think we have like four or five for the rest of the year. Next episode will be um, Frank from Game Revenant in their game uh, Where Shadows Slumber. They've showed it off at a couple magfests now and a couple uh, PAXs. Um, we had Frank on during the the magfest recordings. Were you on when at the same time he was I don't on? Think so. You were. You were yep. Robbie. Yeah. So I'll be back talking about uh, Where Shadows Slumber since it just came out. We will try to be recording best games played maybe at the end of the month. Um, and we're gonna do some separate episodes like right before we record that in the same day. So those will come out throughout the rest of the year. Like I said, I think Alex wants to do kind of like a God of War. I think we'll do like a God of War dedicated one with some wrap up. Um, since Alex had us play Kingdom Death Monster recently. And mm-hmm. we can talk about our impressions on that. But yeah, we'll have um, for December probably a guest episode for the first weekend and then Best Games Played and then our Honorable Mention stuff. Um, but yeah, just stay tuned for more stuff from us unless, you know... We we'll just we'll just do best games played on Alex's deathbed. Yeah. We'll just hold the mic up. <laughs> we'll, we'll then make... you could do a best games played ever. Ever. Oh, Since he's yeah. dying. Yeah. yeah. He'll have to let us know. It's just gonna be Monster Hunter. Yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> this is his dying breath. You heard it here first, folks. He <laughs> said Spider Man <laughs> favorite game of all time. <laughs> closely followed by Shadow of Mordor. No, no. <laughs> um Guys, thank you for for joining us on such short notice. Really yeah. appreciate it. Um, I was at Circuit last night playing some Tapper, and I was like, "Ah, shit! I gotta, I gotta rally the troops." <laughs> <laughs> um, Justin, Dylan, where can people find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter at jmitchell1628. Uh huh. And also Instagram at that. Cool. Is your Insta real hot? Uh, Make a lot of food. Uh, lots of food picks. Real uh, quick, food I minute. Have, yeah, ooh, I was gonna um, say. Yeah. So the well, yeah, lots of food picks, and I have a nine-week-old kitten. Oh, so there's some Are pictures of her. Befriend, cook it and eat befriend it. Befriend, yeah, it's a no, weird thing for a food minute. Well, no, I he, he food <laughs> minuted my follow-up on the Instagram. Um, what you been? What you been cooking? Real quick. All right. Uh, Got sixty seconds. All right, I'm starting using your time very unwisely. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking. Um, so I lately I've been making a lot of various like snack foods for D and D groups using uh-huh. uh, crescent rolls. Ooh, Kroger yeah. has Are you just uh, shoving shit into yeah. Crescent Kroger rolls? has t- uh, ten for ten dollar crescent roll tubes. You get eight of them. So sometimes I'll do like a, a crushed oats and pecans with brown sugar and cinnamon, and roll that up. Fuck. Um, sometimes I'll do like. Um, I'll 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 do like uh, marinara sauce and mozzarella with some like mm. uh, oregano on top and like fold that up and make little pizzas. Damn. Um, the not uh, not not for my group, uh, which was a couple days ago, but on Monday for Tori's group that I'm in, um, I got some apples. So I'm gonna quarter apples and skin them, and then do uh, apple dumplings. Just roll them up real quick. It's really easy. You can make fucking anything you want with crescent rolls. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's literally a minute. Thank you for the cool. the food minute, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> Happy to help. Uh, Will. So where can people find you, Will? X zero one zero one zero one 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 at twitter dot org dot org. No orgy. 
<laughs> that you have stumbled upon my uh, favorite middle school joke. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Is that when we were in computer <laughs> nice. lab and the teacher would be like, go to this website.org and the kids would be like, hey, nice. <laughs> orgy. Smithsonian orgy. <laughs> wow, Will. I can't use that as a podcast title, Will. <laughs> as much as I might want to. Oh, I tried so hard. <laughs> um, Robbie. Hey. Thanks so much. Yeah. I always no, thanks enjoy for having me again. Always enjoy having you on. We should have you on more. Not you, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a I'm a C list podcaster. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um Robbie, where can people find you? Uh uh my website's uh undeaddev.com. I've got Facebook slash undead dev, Twitter at undead dev. Um I think that's are you the All undead the dev? From a, yeah, the undead dev. Okay. <gasps> um, you have to switch it to the vermintide dev. The vermintide dev. <laughs> yeah, I'll reskin it that way. Okay, cool. Um, and I guess if you've got listeners in Richmond that are into virtual reality stuff, we're doing a VRVA uh, meetup on Thursday at Busky. Cool. Cool. Where's Busky? It's the cidery right down in Scott's Edition. Oh, sweet. It's yeah. a great spot. Yep. Isn't that where they used to keep the horses? The police horse? Was there like a siren no idea. on top yeah, of I mean, its, it's head? Like this like cool like stone. It has a cool. Uh, it might be. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like it's like another like warehouse in the warehouse area <laughs> where True. the warehouses live. <laughs> yeah, and you can find me at Dylan Alvento since I've realized I'd never really plug my own. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Twitter account. Get your. Um, yeah, get myself out there. Get, you know, get yourself out there. <laughs> get man. Talking to people, you gotta put yourself out there, Dylan. You know, stop living in this in this cave. Um, and you can also find this podcast and all of our other podcasts at ward-games.com or on Twitter at Ward Video Games. If you like this episode, give us a review. Maybe subscribe, like and subscribe, like and subscribe and review. Yeah, that's what that's what the YouTubers say, right? Tell your friends. Yeah, tell everyone. Smash that review button. Smash it. Smash, it. Smash those five stars. <laughs> Give this episode five Scott Pilgrims out of five. <laughs> Ooh, it's a lot of Scott Pilgrims. Um, but yeah, guys. Until next time. See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya.